episode 120 of the Backcast Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by the human calculator himself, Anacol. It's me. <laughs> you know who else uh, Who else uh, uh, has similar strats as you? Hey, you should go, boy. Yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't notice my own people, yeah? Hey. <laughs> this guy yeah. was, he was yeah. cooking, you know? Honestly. Yeah, maybe maybe he had two calculations. You could have figured out that multiplication <laughs> a little bit faster, you know? <laughs> hey, for those that don't know, Ishikawa Boy, a Japanese content creator, world's qualified competitor from uh, from this past season. Really good player and also a very spicy trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, look him up on Twitter if you can. But he had a clip where he's using a... Uh, a Vicavolt. I think it's pronounced Vicavolt. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly yeah, which one. But and he's using two calculators to calculate. I guess like his energy and his no his opponent. No, he's calculating his opponent's Pokemon's energy. Yeah. But because they have three Pokemon, so he said he needs a third calculator, right? I mean, we got. You should just sit right <laughs> next to him, right? You, you got him covered, right? You know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> next time yeah. in Japan, I'm gonna hit him up. Yeah, you better hold, oh, hope it was like the old lantern counts or something, <laughs> something a little bit easy, you know. <laughs> Five and seven only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had a calculator going for each of the opponent's Pokemon, and then like whenever they swap out, he saved the energy that they had on the calculator. He's like, yeah, I wish I got a third. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny. I, I don't count energy like that though. myself, so I just count the actual fast moves, not the the energy yeah. calculation. So I'm a little bit on the slower uptick on that. But um, honestly, I think anyone who can do like exact energy calculation, like that's a oh yeah, definitely. that's an insane skill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly actual not something. Clearly yeah. something yeah. that yeah. the two of us don't possess. But uh, yeah, yeah. anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. But let's get into the comments first real quick before before we do it. Uh, for those that don't know, we're recording at some weird times, right? Uh, it's at, it looks like about 10.30 p.m. my time on a Monday. What time is it for you, Anacor? Bro, it's like half six in the morning. 6.30? Okay, you've been yeah, up for a little yeah, bit, yeah. too. You've just been on, yeah, like, yeah. on X, on Twitter. But yeah. um, actually, so I actually thought we were going to record later because we're scheduling this, right? We scheduled to be earlier to record and you were messaging me like hey can you do it earlier like sometime in the evening i was like yeah let's do it tonight because i don't want to do it on tuesday night and like publish it in a few hours it takes forever to publish it and so when you sent me a time it, it transferred over to my time zone yeah but i forgot because i was actually on a plane and i was in oh, chicago brav. wait what chicago. So, so i didn't have to wake up this morning <laughs> Look, I'm just like you know that I was willing to accommodate you to start a recording at midnight, and then I literally get a message yeah, from you a few but... minutes ago and saying I'll be ready in five. I'm like five. I was like I thought I saw two hours, and then I oh, thought, man. oh shoot, I'm two hours ahead. Look, I did a whole yeah, day yeah, of traveling I mean, today, right? Yeah, like it's not yeah, like yeah. early, right? Like <laughs> what you what you want me to actually yeah, record yeah. at midnight if I don't nah, have nah, to? Nah, come nah, on, nah, come on. Now. You're not even back in Australia yeah. yet, right? That's like yeah. we gotta save that for those those days, right? Yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, so we're recording late, but not as late as I thought we were gonna record. So we got a little more time than I. But anyway, you're no, up anyway. You're you're up reading like Twitter. And stuff yeah, yeah. To, I'm not gonna lie. Like uh, this is the time I'm trying to wake up generally. Like so yesterday, yeah, bruv. Okay, over the weekend, yeah, I finally realized that I have to make a decision. Yeah. Okay. And I have to either be super, super disciplined with like my sleep and health 
if I want to continue playing competitively, yeah. Or I have <laughs> okay. to just be like, you know what? Fun it, yeah. I, be a casual. I was out on Friday night, yeah. And admittedly, I was out for a bit long. Um, well, how long is I, long? I was up until like maybe four in the morning or something like that. Yeah. Here's so what I don't bit... get with you. You say you're a morning person, right? You get tired at night, yeah. right? It's like a, we're recording a podcast at like 7 p.m. And you're like, man, <laughs> late. Yeah. Now, right? It's already dark in London, right? It's always dark, right? But then when you go party, you're like partying till like you nah, usually nah, wake nah, up. Nah, I don't nah. – like, no, no. Like I'm not even like judging you. I just don't understand how you can do it, right? Nah, because I'll, I'll be you honest. seem like you can't even stay up for a podcast. And all of a sudden the party comes, you're like, yo, it's it's <laughs> – it's half it's it's half noon right <laughs> I, i'll be honest yeah flipping um you know without without divulging too many details yeah yeah um it was definitely apparent to me and another other person that i was way past my bedtime you know, so <laughs> you fall asleep uh, at the club or something <laughs> or the i may as well have been brother it, it, <laughs> it, it didn't it didn't play in my favor but okay. then the next morning i had yoga at half nine yeah? oh my so god i was like, I, was like okay, I need to make it yeah <laughs> i was like you know what yeah it's gonna make me feel so good i didn't sleep for very long yeah i went to yoga it was hot yoga as well yeah Oh my gosh! You probably sweating out the, the whole... freaking alcohol. Bruh, you probably stunk was... up the place with. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Damn. did I go to a hot yoga studio or a pub? Like, what's going on? Actually, I was sober the whole night before. So. Oh, you were um, okay. Yeah, oh yeah, you no, say you don't drink. Think... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that still so true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's even so. Um, so that that's what makes it even harder as well because it's like. Well, you know... I don't know about harder. It's, it's it's better not to be drinking. No, no, no. It makes it harder going out. Because it's like when I get to that time where it's like, bro, this is past my bedtime. It's like it's past my bedtime, and then I've got no you just options. Like, you just like... up at like four a.m. chatting with people. Yeah, I, well, I haven't seen people like really since I've come back. So that was like the first time I've seen one specific group. Mm. Um, so it was like I kind of felt like like I have to, you know, because um, otherwise right. I just wouldn't. You know? So right. okay, anyway, don't talk yoga. Yeah. Uh huh. And for the next two hours after hot yoga, hot yoga, yeah, I'm like, yo, like, I'm I'm on point. I'm you know miraculously cured. Yeah, the the fact that I only got like a few hours sleep is not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't and know what then, kind of hot yoga you do. I never felt that before. But <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> a lot of sleep built different. Okay. You know, um, <laughs> sometimes okay. good, sometimes bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then two hours later, I felt it in my head, bro. I was like, <laughs> I thought you said you're yeah. built different. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like different said, two, two later. <laughs> sometimes you're good, built sometimes the same bad. as everyone yeah. else, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems so. So yeah, I was just like, and I wanted to like bang out, go battle day, and I just was like, my mind was not as focused. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I need to make this decision in it. So yesterday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give myself three months to try and be super disciplined. Mm -hmm. And I booked training. Yeah. In the morning, I was doing like some, uh, like some class in it. Yeah. So I booked it in the morning, half seven in the morning. Yeah. I, I woke up a bit too early. And then by the time it was time to wake up, I was like, yo, I'm really tired. Cause like I woke up a bit too early and I just, I just didn't care. But, the goal okay. is to be waking up at this time, and so I feel like we've had this conversation right a lot. I know, bro. But you know what? Like it's a, it's a consistent challenge. It's a consistent yeah. challenge. Uh, I feel like I'm, this is I'm really awesome. great training for if I ever to be a parent one day. 
because then I got a kid <laughs> that I'm disciplining, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, next time I'll be better, right? Next time I won't like <laughs> cheat on this test, right? Next time I'll <laughs> next time I'll show up to class and won't skip school. And yeah, I'm yeah, the back of my head, I'm like, progress. <laughs> all right, all right, kid. Uh, let's, let's see what happens, right? I've heard this story a couple of times. I know it too, right? I've been a, I've been in a similar boat, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, as in my opinion, yeah, as long as they cheat a bit less the next time, yeah, <laughs> there's progress. There's progress. <laughs> I mean, you know? when your kid gets caught in school, the teacher be like, "What? Why are you cheating?" Game like, when my dad said I cheat a little less, I'll be fine, <laughs> right? Like, I'm in a better spot. I shouldn't be in trouble. Yeah, I'm prove it. It's all about, it's all about the, the upward trajectory, you know. Sometimes yeah, yeah. there'll be dips, yeah, but you just got to keep on trying to go up. You know? That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, your thing looking like a freaking heartbeat. Yeah, it's, really, <laughs> but... yeah. <laughs> it's a flipping roller Yeah. But, okay. Hey, I'm, you know, stuff All right. Doing. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna check back next week, right? How's Anacor doing on his scheduling and stuff, right? Especially because yeah, it's going to be right after another weekend, too. So yeah, yeah. We're gonna... This is true. So far, I have no plans for this weekend. Mm-hmm. So far. Gotcha. So that happens. All right. Well, uh, to cover the comments from last episode, we're actually going to cover, cover one from the episode before because I caught it after we recorded. Mm-hmm. But this one's from Justin Kim Wu saying, possibly my f- single favorite moment on the podcast thus far. Glad to see the U.S. isn't the only country with subpar math skills. <laughs> also, the length of show is okay. I feel like artificially truncating or prolonging to fit an arbitrary length would be worse if you got the contents. Go for it. Yeah. We got some content this week too, so we yeah. we're going the distance. I actually had my brother ask. He was like, he was like, but as long as it's minimum two hours twenty minutes, because that's my entire drive back down to London. I was like, I ain't say no more, bro. Wait, your brother drives to? <laughs> how often does your brother make that drive? Uh, every week. So At once a week or like every single day, like every once a week, once day. a week. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it just to like visit family or stuff or? Uh, well, he works outside of London now. So um, he comes back on the weekend because oh. where he works is like in the middle of nowhere. So there's like nothing to do. Th- does he have like a, like apartment slash like house there? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good deal though. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. hey, I do it for your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, what was your brother's username again? Young Cass. Yeah, young cast. All right, mm. all right, all right. I need to see a picture of your brother one day, because yeah, I feel so. like no, I don't think I've ever commented their his battles, right? No, nah, um, so he was on he was on only one time ever at LCQ, uh-huh. um, and I don't remember who was commentating. I think Speedy was commentating. At yeah, least. yeah. Then it wasn't me because me and Butters it. and Speedy and Gabby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Maybe I'll uh, maybe maybe send me the phone. It's it's hard too because back then we were wearing masks. Yeah, exactly. like the masking really threw me off because people legit and I feel bad for anyone. So anyone that hear this that said this to me, like my apologies. But people would literally like be wearing masks and they come off stage hours later and like, hey, like, thank you so much for commentating my battles. Like, you know, it was like it's really cool. And I'm literally looking no, at them like, who are you? Right? I don't know because right? the mask covers so like. People could look so different. In fact, yeah. I think almost everyone looks a lot different than I expect them to look without the mask. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, right? It, I, either way, I'm not like some people look better, some people look worse. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. I don't really care about that, right? But I'm just saying it looks so different yeah. that I don't recognize. Yeah, people that. gonna be wondering which one they are now. Right? Yeah, like what's his <laughs> name? Last Damnation, right? I casted. Yeah. 
uh, oh, Last yeah, Invasion's yeah, battles in like again. LCQ, yeah. and I, I and like I'm literally like walking with Last Nation during like one event or something like EYC like a year mm. later or whatever or I, I don't know where, and I legit didn't even realize it was Last Nation until <laughs> until Barcelona, which <laughs> is fairly recent, right? Where he like switched his name backwards, right? Yeah. And then yeah. I and then I still didn't know it was Last Nation until Inadequance accidentally said Last Nation. And then, like, had to correct himself. And then people in chat were like, who's Last Damnation, huh? Like, as a as a joke. Yeah, Which yeah. I also made that same mistake this past weekend, calling Hot Pocket Hot Pocket. When I yeah, saying, yeah, I Hot noticed that straight That right. was hard. <laughs> that was hard to do. I yeah, thought, like, it'd be easy to say. multiple times. So, yeah, yeah I, I thought it'd be easy to just say Pocket, but, like, it wasn't. So I, bit, I like, had to, like, very intentionally start saying out of pocket on purpose. Because mm. you're so used to saying Hot Pocket. Like, you're just like, yeah. I, like, literally, I, I said it so much that I had to, like, like verbally address that I messed up. I'm like, no, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I mean saying out of pocket, but they actually anyway. left um hot pocket up on the graphic as well. Yeah. So on the little, like very little, little stuff. Loose ends yeah. will will tie up. Um so other comments. Kawhi said, haven't finished the episode yet, but no idea how Caleb doesn't understand the badge system. All right, look. <laughs> so I listen back to the podcast, right? Yeah. I listen back to podcasts. I finally understand what you were trying to say. Well, how did you not understand before? Emphasis okay. on trying to say, right? Because I had to double check with your your Dracoviz boys, right? Just, <laughs> okay. just to double check, right? The guys that really handle the badges. You're uh-huh. you're you're like you're like the face of Dracoviz. You're not the you're not the <laughs> you're not the coder of Dracoviz. Exposing I, me like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the spaces guy, right? <laughs> you're, the, you're the networking guy. <laughs> you're the article writing guy. Did I forget any other job duties? Uh. Event page guy, Asia <laughs> oh, correspondent guy. Oh, yeah, really me, added some now that, now that you're the guy, you're the guy yeah, with a resume that like, worked at a place for a month and has like a thousand bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I did, I definitely did pick up a few pencils from my coworkers. Yeah, bro. Hey. Yeah, my management guy. That's called me that too, right? <laughs> okay, so what you were trying to say. Because I, I now understand it, right? Like, similar to G, oh, not even GBL, the other play Pokemon badges is like, oh, if you made like GBL, except if you made like 40, 45th or 41st place or something mm-hmm. in top G, uh, GBL leaderboard, you get the top 50 badge. But yeah. you wouldn't get the top 25 badge, right? Because there's only like a 50, 25, 5, yeah. and 1 mark, right? The separation. Whatever. There might be a 10, uh, whatever. I'm just saying arbitrarily, that's that's the general yeah. system. So, in, so, what you were trying to say is that. The the top cut numbers, like the arrows on the bullseye badge, yeah. there's a three and, and there's, there's a five. five. Yeah. But you know it. what the thing is, yeah. And I then think... you said there's no one with there's no one with four, right? Because I remember you said that. And I like yeah. I didn't even know why I didn't understand why you're trying to say that. Because okay, if you had okay. four, then you had the three badge, you wouldn't have the five the five arrow, yeah. right? See, I and, think and, I didn't and, explain it because I didn't think it was that hard to understand. <laughs> like... Because for me, I thought that was an individualized thing where it's like be- like the way inadequance explained it, uh, he got the five arrow badge because he top cut five times. So in right. my mind, I'm like, well, I should have two arrows in mind because I top cut twice, right? It's <laughs> because for for me, that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing than like a top ranking thing, right? That's yeah. like a, every time you top cut, you should get an arrow and just adds on to it, right? For for each season. And let me just pull this up too, because I, I, I so I talked to the Draco guys. Wait, guys. wait, what? They, so I I, 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 I talk to them right. I, I, let me let me let me just let me just get to this real quick. Let me let me just let me say my piece right. So I talk to them, right? 
Oh, I, I still don't have it. But so I talked to them and I was like, hey, let me. You got to break this down for me, right? Because uh-huh. here's the thing that I was upset about. There was no explanation, though, that three is the minimum, right? I didn't know that. If you make – okay, because here's the thing. If you make leaderboard at all in Go yeah. Bad League, you get a top 500, yeah. right? So in my mind, I'm like, if I make top cut ever, I should get a top cut badge, right? Which if you, you kind of do if you, you make, get like a top eight badge. But that's not a top cut with the bullseye with the arrows badge, right? Yeah. Like I'm, but also like how like graphic probably looks so good with just a bullseye with one arrow because that's usually what bullseyes look like with one arrow in it, right? That's like the standard. <laughs> I thought like anything extra on top of that is just superfluous. Like it makes it look better, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, at a certain point, you don't want to look at too many arrows. It just looks too cluttered, right? But I mean, hey, you know, it's it most people going top cut so many times. But here's the other thing: I talked to them. I was like. It's like what? What's this about? What, what? What happens if people have more than five? Then they don't get any other arrows. And I think they said, "Well, well, Dodge is the only person that has more than five. I think so. He'd be the only one." I was like, "Well, yeah, he should get it too. Why shouldn't he have a sixth one?" But they also said there is a four arrow badge. Anacor doesn't know what he's talking about. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Someone has four. I don't know who Top Cut four times. Just look him up. But someone I, has wait, four. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, it, it does exist because for them, they literally created a three. Four and five arrows. So I'm not fully wrong. You also didn't know what you're talking about, right? Because <laughs> based on your assumption, that makes sense. But the reality is they just had an arbitrary three is the minimum and five is the maximum. And they can obviously extend it more. I'm mean, Like, it's arbitrary, but, like, I'm talking to the to the people that created it, right? They should be able to do it. Anyway, I made a strong there case no for four. HP2. Wait, 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 wait. Someone has four. Who's made Top Cut four times? Just look them up. Um... I don't know. But anyway, the... The the website developers literally told me there's someone with four. And I said, you know what? If I can make... Wait, wait, wait. I, I need four. to find this because I, I think that now now that doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> this top cut <laughs> thing doesn't make sense. You're right. We finally um, found some common ground is what I'm seeing. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to research that later. Cause... Yeah, you research. You let your co- colleagues yeah. know, right? And <laughs> I've, I've, I made a strong case for why two should be a thing. And I think they, I think they eventually conceded to it. Cause, um, mm-hmm. that I, uh, you know how hard it is just to go to more than two regionals? Some regions yeah, can't even do yeah, it. Yeah. You know how hard it is to go to more than two? I think maybe then we should like consolidate some badges. Uh, well, I guess though, I guess these badges are like specifically, yeah, for like a certain value, right? Because yeah. top sixteen, you could still be a top cut versus yeah. top eight. Might not, oh, uh, top see, eight is see, not always good. I don't know. I think it's fine. Well, what's what's another badge? Yeah, that's got like a hundred, right? There's clearly no, there's no <laughs> limit, right? Yeah. And if I there is, the, most the, the rest of us ain't going to hit it, right? That is true. That is true. Yeah. Anyway, so so now so now that I explained it to you, Kwai, and all the listeners. Now you can see my confusion, right? There's no minimum like explanation, and they clearly do have a three and a four and a five, and they could make a six. They just didn't make a six for Wadash. Wadash has so many badges, he might even realize, right? He might be like, whatever. Like, uh, I got the most badges in the world. Who cares, right? But he, I think Wadash should get the six arrow badge too. He earned it. Because I think their argument is like, well, that's just like, who's ever going to beat that? I was like, why does it need to be beaten? That's a. I mean, that's if a, they're gonna make it too, that's a crazy badge. high mark, right? That shouldn't. If no one can beat it, no one can beat it. He deserve. He definitely deserves a badge for that. Case. If he can't beat it himself, that he definitely deserves it, right? Mm-hmm. I think someone will probably beat it one day, but yeah, or, or tie it at least. It might be without himself, but anyway, that's my spiel. 
I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> thank you, Kawhi, though, for writing that because I, it reminded me to bring that up. Because I, the moment I heard that on a call last week, I was just hanging out with the Draco guys in a voice chat. Um, oh, let me tell you, I got, I got my butt stomped by a charge bug too. <laughs> yeah. That voice chat. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Shiny Diago, who's um, one of the web devs for. Yeah, because he was on a stream with that charge. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, I got a spicy team." I was like, "I never even battled against him before." I was like, "All right, let's see what happens." Right, I sent my friend code. And I look at his team. I didn't even know his team beforehand. He had a charge bug. Here's my team. And obviously, I'm changing. I, I changed it after that one real quick. Metachamp, <laughs> Umbreon, Azumarill, Pelipper, Superior, and a Shadow Alone Sandslash. Shadow Alone yeah, Sandslash is yeah. my best matchup, but that's just a neutral matchup. I don't even think I win that consistently, <laughs> right? Zero answer to a charge Zero bug. answer to charge bug. Um, it was nuts, right? And I struggled. I won one game actually, which which was crazy. I got like hard like counter him as much as possible. It's just not really a hard counter because Charger Bug was in the back. He he made a mistake of say swapping something else besides Charger Bug. I think they swapped yeah. the Umbreon or, or like it's and said that. And so I counter swapped the Umbreon because I had Pelper lead in his Medicham. If you just say swap his Charger Bug, he just wins yeah. every time. There's no way I could win Switch. But yeah, he saved his Charger Bug for my lone sand side. I was able to win it, but. Uh, but yeah, he he played he played on stream too, and that Charger Bug looked pretty good. When I saw him mm. beat Beach. I told yeah. Beach backstage after I was like, yo, man, I get it, man. I was in that same spot this week, right? <laughs> well, I didn't expect to see a charge bug either. And I got stopped by that bug. I threw a charge bug on my own team after that. Turns yeah. out my team was still weak to charge bug. My, my best check was the mirror. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> enough about that. We'll talk more about Peoria later. Uh, a Christopher says, right to watch KF on True Life. Uh, I'm a Pokemon Go caster. Side note, love the long episodes because I play while playing Unite. And I also don't like when an episode ends mid-battle. Oh, nice. I do I do uh, sympathize with that as someone that listens to podcasts while playing League of Legends sometimes by myself. Uh, Invader Waffle says, Anacor, every other sentence. Yeah. Make a bet where he can't say yeah during an episode. <laughs> and if he does, yes, he won those stinky jelly beans. Ooh, that is brutal. That's uh, a tough do you know what's mad? Yeah, is <laughs> I don't know if right I could there. do <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I could try. I could try, but try this um, episode. I'll try. I'll try, but I'll probably lose with him. You gotta say. You, you know what's even harder? If you can't say no. yeah or bruv, you can't say bruv as a filler, which you, that's usually what you do it. Okay, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your half of your vocabulary just disappeared in like five seconds. <laughs> I have to really think about what I'm going to say now. <laughs> so like a proper English a like gentleman or something. Because <laughs> yeah. like I've got I've got the you know you know like your inside voice and your outside voice. I've got my uh, formal that's unnecessarily formal voice yeah. and my just normal voice so currently <laughs> i'm trying to put on my unnecessarily formal formal speech put on the youtube version <laughs> he's not even moving his body like it's like it's like his his arms aren't moving as so much. He's like, he, he, he really looks like he's stuck in a straitjack. His head is like, like tied to the chair. And he's like, I can't, he, only his mouth is moving. Like nothing else is even moving at a certain point. He's like not relaxed at all. I, 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 it's very difficult to express myself <laughs> in this manner. 
<laughs> I feel like I got a gun to my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it. I can't see the gun, but there's got to be a visible one right there on both sides. <laughs> oh, man. Same for Caleb, but if he talks over Anacor during the episode. I can... Do you know what? With Okay, with that, 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 um, that was a... Nah, that was a... Um, I clocked it because that was um, a technical difficulty that we had. Uh, last episode because i connected on my data at the beginning because you were like all oh, oh, the comes blurry and then as a result we were kind of like out of sync and oh no you, you don't even, you don't even know half of it that that episode was a pain to edit because <laughs> so, be, yeah you want to know why because yeah. so so I, I, actually that's no no invader waffle for sure i definitely interrupt anacor plenty but there's sometimes where it's actually not happening in real time or it happens in real time for two reasons. One, when it does happen in real time, it's because he lags and I literally can't hear him. And then his voice like speeds up and he catches up. Like you're Wait, actually talking faster. Was that only last week? Oh no, that happens regularly actually. Really? It hasn't happened today yet, but it does happen fairly often whenever your Wi-Fi is like a little bit spotty. So I'm literally like waiting for you to talk and I don't hear anything. So I start saying something and then all of a sudden you catch up. <laughs> <laughs> right, but in the recording, it's sh- it, it when it when it actually like when the lag catches up, the recording the the software we use is actually pretty so- solid. The recording actually saves it in real time. So when I download our audio, our separate audio files, it is sh- like when it's quiet for me when you're lagging, you mm-hmm. actually are talking. So yeah. when I edit it together, I start talking over you because I actually don't hear anything in real time. But after in in post production, it does happen. But like, there's no way I can edit that, right? I, it's like, yeah, I'm not going like, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, just like throw in a blank space, right? Then we're out of sync. Yeah, the other thing is, and this was worse when I was with Speedy for whatever reason. I think it's just like the equipment he uses, or I don't know. I don't know what like why it is like this. But mm-hmm. when we record, my audio, my full audio and video length is oftentimes shorter than anyone else's like yours is longer speedy's was way longer right but a lot of times so especially like it's because luckily we record around the same time so the speed adjustment is about the same i had to speed up your entire video and audio by a hundred and hundred point one percent which is not much right you're you're like point one percent faster but it, it essentially changes the time the timeline and then you're not fully in synced but i just splice a little bit off so we're not we're not we're almost never in sync in post production in live yes so there's always times where i might start talking a little bit earlier or there's might be some lag so those are the two reasons but last week in particular yes anacor literally yeah, like yeah, disconnected yeah. his wi-fi <laughs> and then connected to like his like data hotspot yeah, and yeah. then so you you just went out right and i and so my audio is like way different than yours like it's a completely different length because you're really just not recording for a portion so because of that i actually have no reference point of how fast to speed up your recording because i don't oh, i because usually okay, okay. i speed it up so that your the length of your audio file is about the same as mine but because yours yeah. already is shorter i don't know how much to speed it up by so it was a huge pain and then we had a separate audio and video file for the next for the remaining portion of the episode and like that was a mess too so like there might like you, you were sped up at a different speed on that one so if you pay attention to the last episode your voice is probably slightly higher pitch at some point it's probably so <laughs> minuscule that no one can actually hear yeah. with their actual ears unless you just have crazy like pitch hearing differentiation but anyway 
all that's to say is I do interrupt Anacorp quite a bit, but it's probably not as much as it seems. Mm-hmm. But I can work on that. As long as yeah. you don't say brother, yeah. Uh, I just fair. Um I agree. <laughs> I'm not losing co-host. <laughs> you won't be able to say anything after this. Anyway, I do like that though. We can we can figure out something for that. Uh I I don't know. That should be like a punishment thing. Like uh if we lose a bet. Yeah, can I not do this this time? Because this is Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. Just be yourself. Yeah. I want to hear what you sound like on official broadcast though, because you can't be saying brother yeah too much, right? On those. That's true, I... but yeah. I wonder if I wonder if I can get away with it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you you'll have um, to you'll you'll have to test the waters. There's no way you can't you you'll be able to talk without saying it, right? That is true. That is true. You know, um, if they want my full experience, then uh, maybe it's worth it. <laughs> I definitely talk a little <laughs> bit different on broadcast too, if if you pay attention. But yeah, not yeah. not even just like the stuff I talk about, but my rhetoric. It's not. Just it's definitely the... not as relaxed, but mm. I do try to. In general, like this is not even just in broadcast, in general, in real life, and during this podcast, well, I'm trying to cut out some of the filler words because it's just, yeah, it's just not necessary. Something I noticed mm-hmm. I used to do in broadcast is I say, yeah, or like I agree or whatever after mm-hmm. like Butters or my co cast say something, but those are just not necessary for me to say, you know? That's true. So, but yeah, I'm wondering it? how, um, because I, I used to think how, um, I used to think that. Um, it maybe makes people sound not as natural. Um, but then I'm like listening to, um, I don't know exactly what, but maybe like uh, casters or just maybe like people on the TV or people on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, and then I noticed that they don't use these kind of words and they still sound kind of natural. They're very well spoken, yeah. Well, some, it's actually very noticeable when someone uses a lot of filler words. Mm. Then it becomes... All right, so no hate. No hate on my friend Palmer, so we'll talk more about him later too, but... He says, if you ever you on know. call with him, he said, you know, yeah, you know it. Yeah, you know it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's a smart yeah, guy. He's very yeah. successful in his career and everything. So it's not a hindrance, but <laughs> he's also not a public speaker in his life outside, right? <laughs> no, the guy's great, but he says, you know, a lot, right? And he could talk too. And people don't know, but he could talk, right? He, you could mm-hmm. chit chat with him for a while. So you hear mm-hmm. that you know quite a bit, <laughs> especially when he's really getting into it. So yeah, you you noticed too. Ryan Colgrove says Caleb on reality TV show, uh, on a reality TV show would be hilarious. Also, Anacor, you have to get Caleb to agree to a bet where he's got something to lose, does something he doesn't want to do either. Hey, I didn't want to eat a hot chip or habanero, right? Come on now. I said Ryan Colgrove always on this running thing. I enter five k <laughs> run as discussed when Speedy was here. How's your running prowess? Would love to see the loser run a 5K with a future bet. I'm telling you, this is the way. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's my take on it, Ryan, and then you can share your take too, Anacor. The problem mm-hmm. with a 5K running bet is that you can't really show it, it happened on the podcast, right? Like, I could show uh-huh. up later. I'm mean... like, hey, look, I, sh- I ran a 5K. Here's my certificate. It's fine. And it, I actually did it, but it's just like, you don't really see but, the, the but impact. You could run during the podcast no 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 this is between you're already like low quality like like internet sometimes we can't we can't both have low quality internet right also our our recording software you actually can't um call in with a mobile device you have to be on desktop 
You have to be on a yeah. laptop or a PC or like a. You, you'd desktop. have to, uh, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely going to be what am I going some run? way of facilitating that. Well, you know buy mean? like a, a Wi-Fi like know. hotspot <laughs> and run with my laptop in my hands. Like what? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> this is not it. Okay, well, you don't really have to buy a Wi-Fi hotspot. I'm sure would you? you would you run a 5K in general? Um. So I don't like running. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I could. I don't love but running don't... either. Yeah. But in full disclosure, too, I, I know I could pretend I'm not going to pretend I like hate it so much or can't do mm -hmm. it. But in full disclosure, I've run a 5K before. So it's not like for me, it's not like the end of the world if I had to run yeah. 5K. I, don't I think know Speedy how much really did not want to run one. Right? He's yeah. not like <laughs> not really on that exercise grind. But I, I've, I've run five. I've trained for a marathon before, too. I no, didn't actually run it. Yeah, I, it was stupid. Essentially, I tried it. I added a mile every single day mm. and I got like a like a stress fracture on my foot oh. after like day like 10 or something. I mean, that's not how you're supposed to train for a marathon. I, yeah. highly don't. I was super inexperienced and I was just like a stupid college kid that thought I was invincible. Uh, partially why I broke my leg later doing backflip, but that's a whole different story for later. But anyway, I was adding a mile every single day for, and I was like, Oh, I got a month to prepare. You shouldn't one, you shouldn't train for a marathon with a month to go. You should be training like months in advance. That is not something you can feasibly do in a month. Because your body would just break down, just way too much stress on your body. I would not recommend it. But also, I would not recommend adding a single ad additional mile every single day. It's just not way too much. Eventually, I got a stress fracture. I just couldn't do it. So it was a waste of money <laughs> to sign up for it. For sure. <laughs> Wait, money for what? Well, oh, you, have to, you have to pay you have to for the marathon. Yeah, it was like over a hundred dollars. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, running in running culture no, in the United States is pretty big. Yeah, mm -hmm. they love running for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, a lot of my friends do it too. But they pay for the they pay like over a hundred dollars to run a marathon that you have to wake up for at like four AM. <laughs> Just to run all day. Yeah, metal, I guess. I don't know. Running culture is big. I, I'm not judging anyone that runs, but I'm just saying like it's a it's a very unique United States hobby, I think. Yeah. Like I, I rate I rate the the ability to be able to do that. But as a as a running hater, why would you do that? I mean, you're paying money to do that as well. Paying money. I mean, I get it. I'm not one to knock someone's hobby, especially if they want to spend money on it, but it's not for me. But I'll do it if I have to. But again, I just, I for from a podcast content perspective, I just, I don't know. I don't know how well I'll fit that in. I could, like, record myself running a 5K, like my phone <laughs> selfie, and throw it in the video. But, like, <laughs> is that really as entertaining as seeing Anna Cor eating a hot chip mm -hmm. or something? You know, I'll just, we'll get to that later. Forno says a little bit of theory crafting questions for y'all and maybe some future predicting at the end of the Pokemon Go season. Do you think there will be another big change to PVP moves or a smaller change? I asked back in the speedy days, so I bring it up again for speedy 3.0 Anacor and you as well, Caleb, if you want. What changes will you like to see if you were in charge a brand new move or simple additions of moves to new mons? Specifically, what would be on your wish list, Anacor? I've always enjoyed hearing your thoughts you guys have about the game and the potential it can have. Last bit, do you think there will ever be a place for competitive in Ultra or Masters? I know we need to establish what Pokemon Go has going on currently first, but it's fun to think of having different champions for each league. Lastly, has anyone seen our friendly neighborhood Squirrel Trapper? <laughs> Surely he's concocting his next big rant somewhere out there. Love the podcast as always, guys. I appreciate the comment, Forno. And 
yeah, I'll let you answer first because I, I've definitely shared my own opinion on this in the past. And I, I don't even remember exactly what I shared, but I think my thoughts have probably formulated a little differently of late. Yeah. But what would you change if you were trying I to think um, so. I'm a I'm a fan of the um, okay. So I think it depends on what you consider big, right? So I think if it seems like there are certain issues in the meta that need to be corrected, yeah, then I think those should be addressed. But I think um, the approach of you know maybe buffing other Pokemon to address those uh those issues in the meta is probably a bit better and i think generally the you know um pokemon getting wider move pools uh is only beneficial for us right it just brings more diversity it brings a bit more um you know stuff going on and if we look at the current meta for example um aside from maybe medicham but the thing is i don't even think medicham's that bad it, it obviously you know, puts out okay. So Medicham and Lantern, they they kind of cancel out um, mons of their typing, right? So it's like Medicham kind of means that there's no other viable fighters, um, and Lantern means that there's not really any viable water types unless it's a ground type as well. Yeah. So I think those two things are like slight issues which kind of call diversity. Um, I don't know if there's an easy way to address that, personally. Mm. Um, but generally, I think the rest of the meta is fine. That, like, let's say, for example, once we get to December, um, I'd probably just like to see, you know, like I said, unless there's a way that they can think of to address that particularly, then um, I'd just like to see other mons get new moves and maybe some, you know, new mons pop up in the meta that can play, uh, you know, like a particular role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Niantic has done a great job, especially of the past six months, of doing different move changes every three months, every GBL season, which is definitely good, right? Because I think, especially for the amount of tournaments you could possibly attend, I think some people are going to go to multiple in one meta, but a lot of people, they might only be able to attend one or two in a meta. Mm -hmm. So even throughout one you know official championship series year, they'll be able to play different metas. Assuming that we don't go back to the whole, like, we're only going to change boombers, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, shit dig. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think, so for me, I think if, the, and this is this is not easy to do, but I think if there was a committee within TPCI, um, or maybe with the help of Niantic, of people to balance metas in terms of banning stuff mm. and having restricted metas, I think that could go a long way. Uh, because they do that for VGC. Uh, they have, like, different, mm. like, like you know, regulation, blah, 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 sets, whatever. Yeah. And they have, like, certain bans, certain things that can be used, things that can't be used. Um, and so I think that would be a way to keep the meta fresh, regardless of what Niantic does from a change perspective. And I think that's mm. really important because right now, these tournaments are reliant on how Niantic balances these moves. On mm. top of, like, you know, some, like, individual ingenuity right and like like human catcher bug for example like you know yeah. running that shadow charizard definitely inspired a lot of other people to do that but at a certain point you could only inspire so much things right mm -hmm. uh like you know that i running that water gun lantern right that was one way to kind of switch up the the meta a little bit when when there wasn't much going on for those six months but i think i think if you have restricted metas 
that were created by TPCI or with the help of Niantic, et cetera, you don't have to rely on these three months updates. Because sometimes the updates might not change as much. Sometimes they will change a lot, you know. But if they straight up just ban the mana chain and lantern, the meta looks real different. You might not even need fighters on your team anymore, right? I mean, Toxicroak, like, still is kind of hard to use because Glygar's everywhere. So you might just straight up be running Swamp Rancher or like Obstagoon, you know, who knows, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Vigoroth maybe. I mean, like, why not Vigoroth when Metachamp's out of the way? What's yeah. really beating Vigoroth at that point? One thing I like uh, I was thinking would be a, an issue with that is obviously the accessibility thing. In there. But imagine if the first week of the season, there was like uh, an event that was like, okay, cool. It's a new season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these mons have been banned. Mm-hmm. But these new mons are spawning for this event this week. Yeah. And those are like low key the relevant ones for the season. Do you know what I mean? I think that's And then it, cool. it kind of like alleviates the um the accessibility issues without having to go to regionals first. I mean. Well, that's something that they did for Twitch Rivals. I mentioned this in a previous podcast mm, when we yeah, did Twitch yeah. Rivals for Pokemon Go. They literally, for one hour, they spawned all the Pokemon in that meta for mm-hmm. us to catch and use. And we had to make unique teams with our yeah. teammates, right? It's like a team draft style. And it was so good because everyone had except everyone could make what they wanted to make. I think the hardest thing you possibly could make was a Mawile because you needed XLs for, for like uh, if if the IVs well, weren't like weren't attack like attack weight enough, right? And you know our accounts were only level forty, but um, but yeah, I think it's a great idea. That's a really difficult part about Pokemon Go compared to TCG and BGC and obviously Unite and whatever is the accessibility to the to the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Right, because they could they could buy the cards right if they need to buy cards yeah. for TCG, and then for VGC, you can like, like if they have you could it. just like fly to a different part of the game in the game or like travel to it and then just catch it. Like you always get any Pokemon you need, or if it's in the other version of the game, you could trade with someone right and they yeah. could get it to you. The difficult part about Pokemon Go and, and the trading is the trading can happen anywhere, right? You don't have to be next to each other, right? Even if you're even like Anacor's like. Yo, I need I need some shield on, right? I need a Bastion. I can't train him one because we're not like in the same region or we're not even mm-hmm. close to each other. We have to be within a certain distance. But BGC, you can literally just be anywhere in the world, trade each other virtually, and just hook each other up. Like it's not hard at all. Yeah. But also you can just easily get it for yourself. So that is definitely one limiting factor. I do I do like that you brought up that that issue and a potential solution to it. Um, I think that would be a big one. I know like held items and all this stuff are always good. I, my biggest fear with held items is if, let's say, I don't even know all the, what they do in the main series game, so don't even quote me, but let's say Assault Vest is the main item that every Metacham will use. Yeah. Even if you have a bunch of different held items, if you're not going to use any other held items on Metacham, it's just going to be the same like Metacham mirrors, but now with Assault Vest instead, right? <laughs> so, but I mean, hopefully, like I think if held items are made really well, there's a reason to run a multitude of held items for each Pokemon, right? You, yeah. There's not, like, a go-to for every one of them. I just don't, from a, realistically, though, I don't think that's going to be the case. And that's not even a fault on Niantic or any game development side. I think, like, just certain held items are just going to make more sense on certain Pokemon, and mm-hmm. that's that. It happens in VGC, I think, and it definitely happens in, like, other games. It happens mm-hmm. in Unite, right? Like, you could customize a little bit, but most people are running the same, like, held items because... Like, there's really no reason not to run this one when it makes the most sense for this specific Pokemon. Like, if you're running a... Like, the, the, like for Unite specifically, whenever you see someone running a weird held item combination, 
you know they're a scrub. You know they're new to the game <laughs> because you know it makes no sense to do that. And you know what? Based on the performance of the game, you could guarantee that there's a high correlation of them being a scrub. But <laughs> So that's my only thing with Helldimes. I think it is a cool concept, but I do worry that it doesn't actually diversify PvP as much. Um, I think we should also pin down the things we have for the moment. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? In it, like, there's a lot more work to be done with what we already have, as opposed yeah. to, you know, if you if you complicate the game too much with stuff. new stuff, it's just yeah, like you, exactly. you're, yeah, it's Bruv, just, it's a go through day one of a regional without any lag on stream <laughs> challenge. Yeah. So far, it's been fail every single event, and I don't get it because I'm like, by day two is blessed. Every single event, day two, they fix the issue. And I'm like, well, what were yeah. you not doing? You know? So, and why is it every single time? I can't I can't say like whatever I say is like for sure the truth. Yeah. But you it, but the, the difficult part is from a production standpoint is you're traveling to different areas. So you're using mm. different Wi-Fi networks and look and, and at different locations. And look, I don't blame the venues for this, and I'm not saying that they're always lying. But if I'm a venue and you're asking about the Wi-Fi at my place, of course I'm going to say our Wi-Fi is golden, right? We got the good stuff. Don't worry. You'll be good. And sometimes that is the case. Sometimes the tournaments don't have lag. But a lot of times, that's not always well, I don't the remember the last time that there was a tournament that didn't have lag. I'm not really I mean, lag. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, but the, the difficult part with Pokemon Go is also like any latency can impact the game, right? Because yeah. they're so tr- – like every turn is a half a second. If you if you lag in VGC, you ain't gonna notice it, right? Like, like you got it's a turn based. It's like an actual like a long turn based game. It's it's not as you know uh, needed. And obviously, you know the train car game. There's no there's no Wi Fi really there. But so there, that's one part of it. Um, I think the other part is that we don't have like a local area network. We don't have LAN, right? We don't have our yeah. own server built for this, which is what a lot of big gaming esports companies do like for league of legends you can bet they have LAN, right i think they started doing it for pokemon unite so they're playing at zero ping but we just don't have the infrastructure for pokemon go for that um that's something well, i don't that understand I think how it's Niantic like to by day two. do you know what i mean so it's so like, so yeah so if so that well so i mean it's not always the case right i mean let's be honest this yeah, yeah, grand yeah, finals was a little you know true, yeah. but but what so part of it i also remember there was some lag when i was in my grand finals first berto in san diego you know that happened too mm-hmm. right but so sometimes it is it could be like faulty wiring and stuff right hardware um but sometimes it's network stuff and like sometimes if the network's really bad they reach out to the venue and the venue people are trying to restart the wi-fi and doing everything too and usually they fix it, right? Like NAIC last year, like it was just really bad, and they had to postpone a lot of things to day two. But <clears throat> you can be assured, TPCI employees and our contract company were calling them nonstop to fix it, right? Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, like from a production standpoint, it doesn't look good for anyone, right? It's not like yeah. the Pokemon company wants to see the lag. You know that they're doing everything they can, but the problem is like if it's out of their hands, it's out of their hands. They mm-hmm. go and do what they can, right? The judges don't want to see that either, and they're working around the clock too. So. Mm-hmm. It is, um, I'll put it this way. If it was an easy issue to solve, it would have been solved, right? <laughs> it's, mm, uh, it's, a, it's a tough situation, unfortunately. And, it, and uh, I don't think anyone wants to see it, right? Niantic, TPCI, casters, spectators, definitely not the players. 
but you know, I think land would solve it. It's just not a thing we have right now. That's just my take on it. Ultra League or Rast League, though, as a potential format, what do you think? Yeah, so you know what, yeah? I feel like that would be good to happen, right? Eventually, right? Um, yeah, but Ultra I think League the same thing is... Yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to say this. Accessibility issues. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm obviously a Ultra League biased as someone that plays Ultra League in all the factions yeah. and team formats. But Ultra League is the highest skill, has a high skill ceiling for show six. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, these damn timeout games. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that, like, low-key, that's, that's a also a skill. Uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? Isn't it? Yeah, part of the skill. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? Yeah, one thing that they could potentially do is, and this is maybe too involved for the moment, but... All right, so I think I remember time ago, I think Speedy was discussing that uh, Niantic basketball game. And apparently oh, they have yeah. some like in-game like competition tournament thing to qualify for some world tournament. I mean, was that actually happened? Wait, did he say that? I don't remember um, that part. But... Yeah, yeah, he was saying. I mean, okay, so assuming that's true, okay. um, then um, you know, having some sort of like in-game GBL tournament, a bit similar to like VGC, how they have the online challenges and stuff. Yep. Um, that could be a good way to make Ultra League and Master League uh, a bit competitive. But again, it would... Uh, like, like, in... like officially competitive. Um, so like a show six in-game format? Yeah. But obviously they'd have to like implement yeah. the like infrastructure to actually do that. That would probably be the most fair because it's like... Um, again, it's, it's not... Um, put in a barrier so let's say for example if you were actually earning championship points for it that might not be as fair because it's like you know if you don't have the resources to do that then you're kind of locked out of it whereas if you can you know give different prizes for it then yeah i mean it's like the people who can access it they can uh, enter it and they don't have to travel anywhere as well so uh it just balances it a bit more but still makes it you know official makes it competitive like say so you can give prizes, um, you know, whether it's in-game prizes or or signs. Well, I, I don't want to like shoot your idea down too quickly, yeah. but based on our conversation with Michael, yeah, and then just some other people from Niantic I've spoken to, uh, it's setting up a show six in-game system is just mm-hmm. like way too far out of reach from an infrastructure standpoint. Plus, for them to do that, they would have to pull all the resources that are currently maintaining and doing other pp stuff which means that regular gbl is just going to go down the pooper right (laughs) if if they do all this right um i personally also am a little bit more skeptical about doing official formats on just like an in-game system because no checks and balances right if there's any exploits they can take advantage of it and there's no way to punish that whereas like a grassroots tournament like like silf back in the day or anything else that comes in the future or or the official tournaments, you have judges, you have people to keep to make sure that doesn't happen. And if it does, those players get, you know, punished or kicked out or whatever. I think having any official format, tournament format, outside of just like blind threes of climbing GBO leaderboards yeah. is probably a little bit tough. So uh, I'll how, ask you this. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what were you gonna say? What about um you know like they did the uh so this is actually something that 
I don't know if they still do it, but I thought it was really sick. Apparently at EUIC last uh, year, they did a side event called like the London Skirmish or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, a big Swiss tournament. It was like nearly half the players. Um, and apparently the prizes were insane as well because they were uh-huh. just giving loads of points so you could get, you know. Inadequance like, won that I think, one. did Inadequance win it or did Varney win it? Inadequance won it. Okay. okay. And he's you like, got like, I can't, he's what? like, I can't win any official tournaments, but I can win side events. <laughs> I think okay, so yeah. yeah. And then I think the prizes you get are like, um, you could get entire booster boxes or something mm-hmm. for uh, yeah. for winning that. So maybe doing that for Ultra League, the Master League at, tor- at, at tournaments. tournaments. That could be big. Yeah. That could be a good way to pilot, especially at, like, especially big ones, like internationals. Yeah. At every regional, that might not get as much attention, right? Yeah. I mean, we can bear, the amount of people that participate in that side event were probably more than our U.S. regionals, <laughs> right? I'm just, yeah, any yeah, regional, I'm just saying. Um, I think that could be cool. Um, I would love to see it, though, just on the big stage, you know, broadcasting. I know, in it, like, but it's, it's literally just that, it's that accessibility, accessibility. thing, isn't it? You know? Accessibility. I is- would love to play Master League, yeah. I can't play Master League, bro. Again, think, I've got six Pokemon and that's yeah. it. Yeah. So I think you don't want to change a full format the whole season, whatever. But mm. I think it'd be cool if they held like um like a special event or like one okay. regional a year or something yeah. in a in each region where they did do something like Ultra League mm. or Master League. Yeah. Just to see how it go. Just to see how do it you go, know what? right? What if they made like And you get championship the... points for it? And you yeah, qualify for worlds. Enough, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. if you win a tournament an Ultra League tournament in Qualify for Worlds, and you just suck no at Great League, you're going to yeah. be the one struggling, right? No one else that's is going to like, no yeah, yeah. care if you suck at Worlds, right? They're going to be like, oh, yeah. great. I got to face the Ultra League guy in, in Great League. <laughs> Piece of cake, right? That's true. That's true, yeah. Okay, what if they make it? Yeah, so we already take... Um, oh, no, we take three days for internationals as well, don't we? Okay. Do TCG take four days for internationals? Do they start on no, Thursday? No, TCG and BGC Friday? also take three days. We used yeah. to only take two, but then we got yeah. into the... I was going to say, like, what if we put that tournament on the first day, but we're now using the first day. So I mean, they usually open the doors for, like, registration stuff on that day before, on that Thursday for internationals. Yeah, but is there any stream on, on that? No, Thursday? there isn't. No, no. I, I and the thing is to do that, you have to pay production a whole full day. Like right. it's just not worth it. Just do an expi- exhibition thing. Something they could do is maybe on the Sunday, like after champion uh, after the. Uh, oh yeah, oh, that's, not, that's no, yeah, that's that's way too much. Mm-hmm. Champ is champ. Sunday is already like the big big just production, for, yeah. and that's also on the main Pokemon stream. They they have mm-hmm. like we don't really have any time just for Pokemon Go to do more than just the grand finals or maybe winners and. Yeah. And grands, I don't know. Depends on the events. Like in, in Worlds, we only had a chance to do grand finals. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like we they, they didn't have any other time. Um, I do wonder because EYC last year we did like some caster battles, right? Me, Speedy, yeah. Dancing Robin, Emmy Weedle, stuff like that. Maybe we could have done Ultra League for that one. Show six Ultra League as a way to like pilot it, get people interested, see yeah. what people think. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Again, I think it's a really cool format. Accessibility mm-hmm. is a huge problem. I do yeah. think, though, I mean, Ultra League in general, I think is a little bit more accessible these days because there's a lot of Pokemon in Ultra League that don't require XLs. Cobalion, mm-hmm. the arguably the two best fighters for sure. Charizard, the best fire type, right? Giratina, like no XLs needed. Tapu Fini, no XLs needed. That's five yeah, Pokemon that's right there, yeah. right? Steelix, you need XLs, but like you don't have to build like a rank one Steelix. Um, there's options, yeah. right? Swampers still pretty good. Trevenant's good. 
You don't really need XLs for that unless you have like a really high rank one. So and and it's not a lot. So I think there there are definitely cheaper options these days. And I think it is feasible to build a really solid team. And I don't know. I will I don't know. Let us know your thoughts. Master League is a much different beast. Master League show six is expensive. <laughs> like that is like definitely a pay to win like situation, right? Yeah. Ultra League, you don't have to really pay to win to get the stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Registeel, yes, you you kind of have to pay a little bit, or you can slow grind it. But again, you but don't. To have be honest, to if you're like, Registeel, you can yeah, I feel like uh, with Registeel as well. So like people are already. Um, catching loads of them for great league anyway so it's yeah. more likely that they're going to be you know able to meet that league. yeah the difficult part of registers are not always in raids so if you're new yeah like, you have to spend a ton of dust to get your first one just in general and then how are you gonna get the xls after that right that's true that was a long-winded way to answer that question for now but yeah let's start moving on because <laughs> we got we got a few more before we get to the topics here uh uso says can't wait for the next episode at the time of this comment i have finished reading several Drama manifestos then read half cocked responses by people patting themselves on the back. We will get to that for sure. I personally wouldn't call it drama, but I guess some people can classify as drama. Uh, Malzapang says Shadow Hisuian Sneasel has been available for a very short period of time due to a mistake on Niantic's end. Ooh. Only in New Zealand, though, obviously, Hisuian Sneasel as well as Hisuian Sneasler have therefore been banned from all leagues in GPL ever since. Cheers and keep it up. I didn't even realize that. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. They kept that hush-hush. Okay, that makes sense. That Maybe I missed the news. So there's someone that out there with a, yeah. the Shadow Sneezer. So maybe that's why they've been banned. And maybe that it doesn't mean that Shadow Hasnu and Sneasel or Shadow Sneasler are actually coming to Rockets anytime soon. Because I don't even think I've seen any leaked like stuff about that. Yeah, same. So okay. Really good to know. Thank you for thank you for the clarification. So we we hyped that up for no reason. But I mean it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't really it's not like the most hype Pokemon anyway. So yeah. you're fine. King Tux Pool, following up from a few uh from a couple episodes ago now. Was so fun casting with you, Anacor. Wouldn't have guessed it was your first time. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Keep up the great work, guys, if you need a guess. And yeah, it was know. enjoyable. King I Dust think we smacked it. Yeah, King, King Dust Well, let me know what the awkward moment is because I still didn't <laughs> find it that awkward. <laughs> I didn't actually look back and check. But you not saying bruv or yeah and being like a little frozen brick was more <laughs> awkward in my opinion. Um, Yo, we got the leaderboard leader himself, uh, although it might be changed after this weekend. Hi, yes, I went... Uh, this is you, Pancho. Hi, yes, no. I went to a bunch of locals, three cups, five challenges so far besides Pittsburgh. I got some flights under $20 on Frontier, I know, I know, to attend Cups in Colorado and Arizona. The Arizona one had J-Jam, Munchlags, and Flying Pizza. See what Bruv, I mean? It is this not, guy, it could be affordable to travel. You know under what, yeah. Under 20 bucks? It's wild. You, Pancho, if you, if you can, please write a guide, yeah? Because honestly, yeah, I would love that information to be available to um, other Americans, yeah? Because... Yeah, I mean the kicker for as the kicker. Okay, so most of the tournaments are hitting that 80, 80 player kicker for the championship points. Uh-huh. The next one above that is one two eight. I'd and, like and to again, at least we talked see about how that being really hard. 
because yeah, because if it's it has to be at least one two eight, and if the cap is one two eight, you need all one twenty eight to show up, and that's well, all the hard. caps. All the caps in the US are way higher, so oh, yeah, I think that's not six. Yeah, so, <laughs> we're, not yeah. Hitting, we're not even hitting the one twenty eight cap, <laughs> like the old cap. Do you know what? It's really unfortunate because um, Barcelona didn't hit the one twenty eight cap, um, even though they were sold out because they. I thought um, I saw one twenty in the brackets though. Yeah, do you no, know what? No, one I of the one, entries no, no, in the bracket. I saw, I saw 120 in the Curitiba one. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. One so I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming Curitiba probably did meet it, but I think Barcelona, one of the entries was a buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a bit like, it feels kind of bad because obviously like someone had messaged and been like, look, I'm not going, so can I get a refund? Yeah. Well, then they it would have been after the ticket redistribution, and so they didn't redistribute it out. Um, and that just meant that a lot of players didn't get their 50 CP. Yeah. Unfortunate. And tough too, because you all don't have locals in your region either. Yeah. You Pantro... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Were you going to say anything else? No, no, no. Okay. You Pantro also said, question, would you mind if I grab some sounds from your video to use as sound bites? I'm looking around the two hour 32 mark specifically. You Pantro, again, who is this guy? But maybe others. <laughs> hey. Feel free to. I think Go it was probably Anacord that said that because I know who you can't <laughs> was. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, put some respect on that name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, you're talking about no, how you know, know everyone in the world. You're the, you're yeah, the networking yeah. guy, right? For Dracoviz, hence, <laughs> you don't even know you Pancho, the, the yeah. current leader of the uh, championship no, points. Yeah. Not just in the North America, but worldwide. Oh, um, three also, cups is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, three cups and five challenges. Yeah. Ending with a fun fact about locals, if you attend six cups and six challenges, four players each, and lose every single game, you will be top one on the leaderboard right now, exactly 252 points. What? Uh, <laughs> that is mad. Yeah, look, I I don't think getting cool. rid of locals yeah. is a solution, but no. I think um I don't know how you balance it. Just I think, uh, but 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 this is how VGC and TCG does it too. So mm. honestly, if it's a system, it's a system. Yeah, it's, they've had enough time to figure that out. Yeah, I think I think so. There's pros and cons. Mm. The pro is, if you work hard enough, you'll have a pretty good shot at qualifying for Worlds. Mm. The con is, the quality of battlers at Worlds might be a little bit lower than last year's. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first year or two. I don't know. The first year's weird because like it was like half a season. There weren't a lot of opportunities qualifying. But is that the worst thing in the world? I don't know. Because for for no. for me personally, like I've been reflecting on this a lot. If you don't get the opportunity, you can't really prove yourself. And I think there's some people, especially this upcoming worlds, that probably wouldn't have qualified under the old old system, mm-hmm. but they do in the new system, and they might make a pretty far run. Mm-hmm. A way further run yeah. than you know. I mean, let's Elche, right? Yeah. Like that guy, if he just lost one additional round, he doesn't go to Worlds. He doesn't get top four in Worlds, mm-hmm. right? Like absolutely wild. Like that yeah. could have been, you know, any that could have been anyone, right? In the in any region that had a similar issue that placed third or mm-hmm. lost like one crucial battle that and stopped them from winning at all. So I think this mitigates that potential issue. So I think you'll have more potential underdog stories, but maybe some of the gameplay might not be as clean, but uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? I think also, though, 
I, I don't know if there'll be more players um, at Worlds this year, but I think another issue though is the um, like the whole travel award system. Do you know what I mean? The travel, so it, yeah. It also may not be the necessarily the best players who are evil, a, even able to get to Worlds. Do you know what I mean? The travel or system, especially for NA, is pretty pretty tough. I think for the other regions, it's different because you don't have locals and, and stuff, right? Local, mm-hmm. like, cups and challenges. But I can't really see a world unless you're, like, just super good. Like, even, I think, Wadaj, for example. I don't know if you could lead, like, maybe Wadaj can pull off, like, a top, like, a enough for travel or on the bottom end. But you can't be the top of the leaderboard for your region if you don't go to six cups and six challenges, I think. Mm-hmm. You need to literally max out all your locals to have a chance. I think Wadaj can just because he's probably he's getting at least 100 per region. Okay, but if you think about it this way from Upancho's standpoint, four players each, six cups, six challenges, you get 252 minimum. Uh, what's Imagine the maximum again? So, like, okay, so the maximum, maximum is... Maximum, I think, is like 390, I think. 390, yeah, I yeah. Think, yeah. So that's... And then let's say, for example, you go to one regional and you top cast, yeah? No, but but so, you got to think of it this way. Oh, Someone go to six cups and six yeah. challenges, they're probably going to more, multiple regionals too, right? Yeah, That's the tough true. part. And if yeah. they're not, someone else will, That's right? That's true, yeah. Like six cups and six challenges, I think, unfortunately, will be a minimum of attendance if you want to be in that travel ward, which uh, maybe not the hardest, but for some people I know, they just don't have locals. They don't have. They literally don't have a chance. We have one a month in our area so far, and they're just challenges. And I'm in yeah, LA. That's peak. Yeah, you'd expect <laughs> more in LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Apparently, someone, um, Cam Coop. I heard he lives in Oregon, I think, and he drove up to Seattle to Washington to do a bunch of cups oh. of locals in one day because they had a bunch in one day, like three. Or <laughs> wait, wait, so I know this because Swasel yeah, went to like three yeah. different cups or challenges in one day. Well, like one in the morning, just, one in the afternoon. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, two yeah. or three. And he did two or three. Or, but I think it was like two. Or, if it was more than, if it was only two, he did two on one day. And I think he did another one on the Sunday or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe I need to hit up there too. But. Yeah, maybe that's the way. But yeah. Anyway, that does it for our questions. Thank you for clarifying that, though. That's a uh, good, good info, you Pancho, and keep up the great work. My guess is Upancho might be at Sacramento. I, I know I saw him at Fresno last year. I just don't remember what region they're from. Um, but somewhere around Colorado, Arizona, like somewhere on the west side for sure. So Sacramento seems like a possibility. But anyway, yes, feel free to grab the sound bites. Love to hear Anna Gord's voice somewhere like that. <laughs> um, anyway, that wraps it up for our comment section, which we rambled on for mm. our typical time but it is what it is peoria recap what you think i was a yeah. the commentator there but what you think oh so i got i gotta say mm. shout outs man this is this is the thing i love these tournaments because sometimes you get people that people don't really know about and really put them on the spotlight and make a name for themselves mm-hmm. and i love that right because because they've been around for so long but this was their like they've been trying to and they just didn't have that breakthrough performance and then they they finally get it which yeah. I guess it, King Alexander, the winner of it, first time ever top cut too. Yeah. And goes yeah, on a yeah, massive yeah. run. Let me just say, the sweeps he had between his sweeps and SJM's feet sweep, this was the fastest day two I've ever been in. <laughs> we literally started the stream at like nine o'clock 
And we finished, we wrapped up the whole show before 1 p.m. Like wow. we left, we left the final, like our lounge area at, at like 12:56 p.m. Wow. We said our last words. But anyway, yeah. King Alexander, I, I, I've, I battled him before, and it was in Sylph, but that was about it in Show Six. And, and obviously, like I battled him in Continental, I think it was the last time. So obviously, good at Show Six and has done like factions and all this other stuff, right? In GBL mm-hmm. for years, but definitely like the breakthrough performance was. It was crisp. It was that water gun lantern looked yeah. disgusting. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, SJ not having a grass type or even yeah. just a, an answer to water gun lantern. Oh, do you know what it's, it's Pete? Because actually, it, it seems like he should. It, it seems like the lantern shouldn't be that much of a problem, but it really was. And it was. It was tough. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, because the problem is he needed an answer to like the metacham mm-hmm. and he couldn't bring his glygar yeah. which was his main counter so he had to bring frost loss but then frost is just struggles like frost yeah. like glygar's bad into water gun lantern but frost is not that much better yeah, <laughs> so true, he was true. constantly stuck into this like water gun like lantern lick a tongue i think an umbreon too I, I don't know it was it was yeah. it was tough and then and then well, honestly yeah i um i really enjoyed uh so i've Obviously, I've heard of SJ because he's like from Elite TMs. Um, yeah, I've never seen him play before. Too. Yeah, I, I like. I know that people um, rate his skill just like in general, right? Um, but yeah, I've never seen him play. And honestly, I was super impressed. This guy yeah. is insane because um, I, I like his play style as well, where he's just you know constantly like switching and banking energy. And, you know, watching him as well, yeah, being able to, like, process all of that is definitely quite a skill, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, already, you know, uh, figuring out win conditions is, like, quite an important skill. When you're figuring out win conditions that involve switching multiple times, you know, in between clocks and then remembering that you've got that much energy on that one that you just switched out on and you're reaching your timer in 15 like bro that's a human calculator that is a real human calculator yeah. uh, i was i was super impressed he but, played really well i think yeah. my only critique for him is yo yeah keep that mental game strong man he gave up a few times first yeah. game first game of winners finals he had a buy sam loaded he just didn't yeah. throw because he thought he already lost Honestly, and then, yeah. and then this this one I really I really don't blame him for the last game of the 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 grand finals he could have won yeah yeah because yeah. because yeah. he so so what happened is King Alexander I think he left with like one or two HP on his lantern mm-hmm. with two surfs yeah. loaded but like literally like one or two HP right whatever mm-hmm. whatever the lick damage was it was going to knock out yeah and he he doesn't shield the opposing body sam he was so demoralized at that point i i get it too right i've been in a situation similar right like I get it. like <laughs> when you feel like you can't do nothing into this team comp right mm. he's not i don't know if i could call him a fellow 06er right in the grand finals he's definitely yeah. got 06 in the winners finals and grand finals combined not mm. really in the grand finals but i get the feeling i get the feeling that he he's been through so he could shield it he shields his lickitung he throws the body sam to take uh to knock out King Alexander's lick tongue, his lick damage takes priority over any of the surfs. Yeah. He, like even if even if he loses CMP, like he doesn't need CMP, he doesn't need to move. 
He just throws one leg. He wins. But, I mean, again, you got to win five more times after that game. That's that's yeah, that's tough. True, true, yeah. that's I tough. think there was a there was like one or two other games as well where towards the end I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, I'm pretty sure all your win conditions aren't exhausted at this point. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? In it, you know. But it just felt like he was, you know, just kind of. Like, but he put on an incredible show, and and honestly, yeah. after going 0-3 in winners finals to fight back with a 3-0 in the losers finals, mm-hmm. and honestly, it was against another lantern user, but clearly Spark was the difference. <laughs> like the Spark yeah, was just yeah, not yeah, as yeah. oppressive. I think that was definitely a big difference, right? Because uh, huge difference. You know, yeah. then your swamp hurts a lot better. Yeah, Gligar's better. Gligar's like you could actually bring like he could just actually just bring his team. Mm-hmm. I think like there's other stuff that made his team really like him, him really struggle. I think. What I I don't know why he had a lone sand slash right I think his lone sand slash really sh- he didn't no, oh no he didn't have any no. seal he didn't have any seal yeah. no it was it was yeah no it was it was nighttime clash that had lone sand slash I just remember yeah. he was like he just he just looked like a different person in those games right he he felt like he was yeah. more free and no question about it he had a huge team comp disadvantage so like yeah. I like I don't like no one should knock him for having two o three sets against King Alexander right it is a tough situation. Yeah, he maybe could have won one or two games, but does he win the sets ever? Really unlikely. Really, yeah. it's, it is like an it's, uphill battle. Yeah. It's super uphill, no matter how yeah. good you are. But King Alexander just capitalized on on the advantage he had. Like he knew. Yeah. He just he didn't make mistakes. You know. He really didn't make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he probably made like a few micro mistakes here and there, yeah. but like nothing, nothing yeah, crazy. Nothing like major, nothing that yeah. like like those mistakes are ones that you could argue aren't mistakes too, right? They weren't like yeah. very clear. But yeah, it was uh it was impressive. Nighttime clash though, I gotta say. Bruv. Consistent. This guy is just what? he's just climbing. He just That's you can it. tell he gets better every tournament too. Yeah, man. He's what, let, improving. Let's his, you got uh... people that have been playing this PvP stuff for years and are not improving like he is. Mm-hmm. Look at this. I... He goes from okay, seventeenth twice and then thirty third at Milwaukee. The seventeenth again is like a uh, high group stages, you know? yeah. And then seventh at Fresno, ninth at NEIC, fifth at Pittsburgh, third at Peoria. Wow. He's going to Sacramento. Yeah, he's yeah. going to Sacramento. So better watch out. Yeah. He says Lynch is the best Pokemon. I think maybe he. Mm. You think he's he already halfway to qualification as well. I did. There's no way he doesn't go to Worlds, <laughs> especially with the yeah, championship point system. Yeah, yeah. The question is, worst case, he could chase... just go to locals. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think he's going that. But the question is, is he going to try to go for the travel award? <laughs> Honestly, with the amount of events he's going to, I'm feeling maybe well. he doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you might as well, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess because so. because but, if yeah. he's doing this well consistently, like some of these trips yeah, are starting true, to pay for true, himself, true. right? Third place, he yeah, has some true. decent cash prize out of it. Mm-hmm. You sell the cards. You can make some money. Yeah. You can make some money. Uh, T. Risa too. Yeah. Do you know what? Impressive. So I think he's been like, coaching her. Yeah. yeah. And I guess um, she's again. She's only been playing for four months. Her line calling is insane. Yeah. yeah. Because she just had the perfect combination of Pokemon. It's just unfortunate that obviously, like you know, mechanics wise, and I think yeah, uh, some of the counts are some there, typings but, but and things. There's but the um, thing is like. The count stuff, like, people have been playing for years and don't know that stuff, right? Exactly. It took me years yeah. to know these counts. 
And like I was just lazy about it. I just didn't know. I still don't know some of these accounts. I'm playing Galis- against a Galispa on Ultra. I'm like, dude, what? What are the accounts on this again? Bro, that's like, that's an easy thing, you know. Oh, let's take a, a oh, Volt shot. switch. User. I, got, I, got, I got the human calculator telling me what's easy, what's easy math here these days. Oh, excuse me. It's the same as um, it's the same as yeah. Sand slash counts, but as the spokesperson for numbers everywhere. Uh, Volt switches a bit tricky. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but she played. Water and you know what? I only just. Bracket. You know, I only just found out that um, flipping water shuriken is fourteen energy. And I've been thinking it's thirteen energy literally since it came out. And every single time, I'm surprised. I'm like, where did they get that extra move from? And I actually looked it up. I was like, fourteen energy. I was like, what? like i was doubting my are you going on this like educational (laughs) spiel of like five seconds earlier and then now you're saying how you also don't know the counts (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) let's get back to peoria so um yeah she played really well Mm -hmm. you know only five months into the game and she she legit was only five months because we were trying to do some trades after i was like she's like still needs tapufini i was like i got some tapufini i give you like what can you offer me she didn't really have much. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, no. I think it sells steel, I guess, for Ultra League. <laughs> um, but uh, that's fine. I don't mind. I have extra Tawapini. But yeah. Uh, so really, yeah, she really didn't have much when I looked at her inventory. So really goes to show that anyone can really do it. Yeah. You really can. You really can. I mean, she got what, ninth place at Peoria yeah. after yeah, yeah, yeah. five months of playing. And you know what? Honestly, also, um, there's argument that she could have, because I thought she was going to top cut, right? I think um, if she realized the points where she was lagging as well, that would have played a bit in her favor. Um, That's another difficult thing with the lags in it. It's just like, you have to also be able to recognize it yourself. Um, So arguably, she was on the road to top cut, you know? Yeah, Peoria was stacked. It was really stacked. Yeah. I mean, we had Kimmy Sui and Rice Occasion on the loser side of the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how stacked it was. And hot, hot pocket. No, out of pocket. No, out of pocket didn't even make it to top cut. Yeah, yeah. As in, but he was uh, losers and got to the losers. Finals. Yeah, his first matchup yeah. was against Bulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did not have an easy run. And he had yeah. to close it off against Kimmy Sui, which. That group itself was intense. He had like yeah. Kimmy Sui. Him, Khaleesi Volk, Fizzy actually took a hop uh, out of pocket. Yeah. Two Odin. Yeah. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was not an easy bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Khaleesi has been on a roll too. Two Odin pocket. I think she beat Rise too in the previous yeah. one in Pittsburgh. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, either way, this, this is a good point system for people to get something out of their travels at least, which is nice. Yeah. If they're doing something. Uh, what do you think about the meta? You like it? Diamond like Punch Benchamp looked good as hell until it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I think um, it didn't necessarily look bad. I just don't think, like, people were bringing Psychic. And I, I, I don't want to say it's a case of, like, you know, people doing the comfortable thing again. Um, but I don't know, I think people are doing the comfortable thing again. Because, um, again, in this particular meta, what are you, what are you really using Psychic for, you know? If you've got the Medi Slayer breakpoint, do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got the Medicham breakpoint, then what are you really using Psychic for? Frost Slice now. Yeah, Two Frost Slice in the Grand Finals? When's the last time we've ever seen that? Never. 
That is true. Yeah. Frost House actually looked pretty good. Frost House mm. is a good. Frost House was a really good meta call by, well, everyone that ran it, but especially mm. SJMSP and King Alexander. Yeah. Better into the Diamond Push meta champ. Not great, but better into Powder Snow alone with Sandslash. Mm-hmm. Better into yeah. Lickitung than um, I mean, because I thought I thought the adjustment for this tournament would be Umbreon, but it looks like top right. cut everyone's still running Lickitung. I think there's like two Umbreon, but like the seven out of eight yeah. teams had the Metacham Lickitung core. Yeah, I'm curious. Maybe everyone had a nice type. Yeah, yeah. Most of you didn't have steel types, which is the weird part. Yeah. Um, I'm curious how. Yeah, I don't know. Shadow Dragonite is it? I don't know. Shadow Dragonite was like it looked okay. But it just like looked a little frail. I don't know. Do it know looked what? like this. It this top cut was like just straight bulk all over the place. It was like so many games look like they're going to timeout. Like Teddy Bear versus SJMSP's games all look like they're about to timeout. Like I remember at one point Teddy Bear didn't swap out a Pokemon and just let it faint. I'm like, dude, you're about to lose a timeout, man. And like, but he didn't lose it. He was he must have had a better internal clock than I did. I was sitting there watching backstage butters. I'm like, man, this guy's gonna lose a timeout. <laughs> like, and you knew that was the strategy that SJNC was going for. Wait, I was actually mad confused by SJNC play. Like, look, he's better player than me, so I'm not even like hating on him. But he was throwing straight last resort at a Metacham at one point. Do you know why? Yeah, so do you know what? I looked at that, yeah, and I was like... But, like, he did that. He only did that in one game. The other games, he was throwing foul play. I was, like, super yeah. confused. I, like, I was wondering if it was a case of, like, he either, one, wanted to um, get the last resort in first because he knows that he's going to have to throw it in right. the one shield anyway. No, no, you're right, but he kept throwing it as the thing that threw me off. Um, he threw two or three. The first one, okay, I, I get you. I, I said it too during my commentary because I remember commentary match was like, oh, it's kind of weird, but okay. But it was one of those cases where King Alexander didn't even care about Switch Man. So I don't even, I think like he might have shielded and like he just gave up the match. And... Maybe he was also trying to like kind of lose that match just to get a, a bit of a fun. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Just, like, no, no, not that whole match, but like yeah, yeah. that particular matchup. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, um, maybe I should ask yeah. him specifically, but it didn't really matter. It was just, anyway, the meta seemed cool. Um, yeah. It didn't seem super diverse at the top. But there were interesting picks. We had our first ever top cut carving this season. Yeah. We also had yeah. our first ever top cut glare and surface this season. Yeah. <laughs> Weird to put those in the same category, but Bro, I love that the guy that ran carving, his name is Rock Haven. Yeah. <laughs> like that could have been a better name. <laughs> that guy was pretty cracked too. First regional ever. Yeah. So first you know what's really nice as well is that like a lot of these players, you could um like check their profile and you see that like they're uh, they've been playing GBL and you yeah. know hit high places on the leaderboards previously. So Rockhaven apparently um, peaked top fifty. Oh, he was uh, ranked forty. Yeah, um, which is like not bad, but it's not like the highest placement ever. Which is like it's pretty impressive. He still did super yeah. well without like. Well, I guess he. But might you know have what? I, think, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how many. Self. Um, how many like good GBL players are still yet to enter regionals? Do you know what I mean? Oh, probably it's um, fine. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like there's a lot of um. They're probably like, listening to this right now. You all yeah, know who nice. we're talking about. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You listen. You be like, oh me? How they know? <laughs> That's right. I know you. Go go to regionals. Bro. I I know I know some people that have never made leaderboards that mm. have gone to regionals too. For yeah. GBL leaderboards and still go to regionals and do okay. I'm speaking to one right now. 
<laughs> you like I did that? I saw that coming. <laughs> uh, we'll get the GBL later for sure. Um, but yeah, Bureau was cool. King, uh, congrats to King Alexander for sure. Sacramento's coming up next week. Or, or sorry, not next week. Later this week. Um, little news for you all. I told Anacore right before we recorded this too. But by the time this episode comes out, y'all know I'm actually not competing. I'd be, I've, I've been up. tapped to uh, help out with some commentary, which I gladly help out with. You know, I'm still trying to find my perfect card bank, so I, I just, it's you know, no right. stress for me to make a card bank team. I really was going to try to make a card bank charge bug team, actually. Is it? Yeah, I run tackle card bank. I beat, I beat Gligar. I'm wondering about tackle card bank. Like, obviously, everyone's running Rockto, but like, everyone's running Rockto. Rockto is like a little bit like more up the alley. But here's no. the biggest benefit of tackle card bank. Yeah, you don't win some like flyer matchups as easily, mm-hmm. but you beat Gligar. You beat, assuming they don't like bait you to death. You beat Gligar. You beat Azumarill. You beat Medicham consistently. And that sounds like I a think. lot better neutral play. Yeah. Um, I think you're worse than the Lantern, though. Uh, and you're worse yeah. than the Lone Sandslash, which you don't win anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but Medicham, Azumarill, and Gligar are pretty common. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty common. Good. You lose mm-hmm. a mirror, but who else is really running carping? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that was my thought on, but 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 I get Rockdo probably feels more comfortable, especially in GBO. I think Rockdo is better, mm-hmm. but I think for show six, if you want to run the carping, I think tackles away. I don't know. I was gonna give it a shot. I really was because honestly, I had carping off my team until I got destroyed by Charger Bug. I was like, dang, I need some rocks on my side <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> I ain't no running no shadow cancel nine tails. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna do that triple flyer BJ strategy. Bro, that is he. You know that was most, wild, bro. You know what's the most heartbreaking thing for BJ? Uh, I know BJ too. I play Pokemon United with him. I've yeah. talked to him. He's a friend, so I don't feel too bad roasting him. If he doesn't get that moonblast caught, it makes day two. Yeah. After that Moonblast, you know what happened? He lost that game. He lost the third game. And he went 0-2 in the Losers Finals right after. Yeah. He literally was one half second <laughs> so off from winning yeah. it. And he, yeah. he, uh, he threw. I thought he was going to do it as well. He's been on a tear on GBO as well recently. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. But he got he got yeah. folded like a lawn chair against Uzuru. <laughs> Let's just say that. That man put this guy mm-hmm. back into his mm-hmm. Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> and his Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, they called Nurse Joy for BJ after that one. Uh, well, anyway, Sacramento's going to be an interesting one too because we'll be featuring our reigning world champion Axum there. You think? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's make a prediction right now before we get to the next yeah. topic. How how well do you think Axum does? Uh, I think he top cuts for sure. I mean, he's Mr. Topka, of course. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what kind of statement is that, <laughs> uh, right? Um, I, I think I'm going for third place. Yeah. Third? Not for any particular reason, yeah, but I just feel like, I don't know, like, again, he's he's qualified already, yeah. And obviously, he, you know, he's still, like, up for the challenge, but... I think maybe his sights are more directed at the ICs as the challenge as opposed to some of these regionals. So not saying he's not going to try and not do well, but I think maybe maybe he's not going to prep for it as much as he would if he actually still needed to qualify. All right. So I think third. Third? I'll make the call right here. 
You heard it here first, everyone. First place. He wins it all. He wins it all. You know why I say this, too? Him and Wadaj, I guess Ruby's Master, too, right? I haven't seen a lot of Ruby's. No, Ruby's Master, for sure. I think Ruby's had a really good team, but he also played incredibly well at Worlds. Mm -hmm. But just like, but I'm just, let's let's just, for the sake of, you know, less data points for a Ruby's Master, Wadaj and Axon at Worlds look like a cut above everyone else. Like, the way they played was just like, they look like they're playing a different game, you know? Like, whenever they put, like, when they played against each other, it literally was like absolutely wild, right? The stuff they're doing. That's true. All right. Like, minimal mistakes, but also like the mid to end game decisions Mm -hmm. were just like on a separate level. Like, it's not something regular players think about, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, they look like an anime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It looked like an anime fight when they're like moving so fast you can't see what they're doing because the animators probably got lazy and they just drew a bunch of scribbles instead, right? But but if that was happening in real life, right? That's what it looked like. And Axon looked like that when he was in Portland, like when he played in Portland. That's when he won first there. That's how he looked. Like he literally looked a cut above everyone else. Shady Equation gave him some trouble for sure in that winners finals, but like you know he he still found a way. But like it, it, like you know, he was struggle, but like, but he was still like playing like out of his mind. And I think out of everyone going, I think he takes it. I think he either takes how it many, or he just gets cheese really hard and doesn't make top cut for some reason. But I think, uh, I don't know if I can see anymore because I'm no longer registered for it. But let me see. Oh, did they take it? Yeah, I'm no longer. Let's see. Play dashboard. Because yeah, I also I don't know, know who's going. But it was. I, I, I don't want to give. Uh, I know. I think Elite's going. Nighttime Clasher's going. All the LA guys are going. I think mm. Dre Flames, RC Cola. You know, I'm, I'm trying to name the Swablu people, right? Because RC Cola yeah. gave me crap. Be like, yo, <laughs> watch out for the Swablus, right? I'm like, all right. X Gerald's going. Uh, I don't know if Boom Boom Bros going or not, but a bunch of a bunch of Swablu guys are going. Mm. Um, Ramberto's going. I like Ramberg, he's my teammate, but I think Axon still takes it over him. I hope I'm wrong <laughs> for the sake of our team and everything, but you know, he got that fresh jersey though. We got that fresh cool cast jersey officially approved to wear <laughs> on stream. So, so, you know, I was going to wear it with him, but uh, I, I got the call to action and you know what? I'd happily commentate. I'd happily commentate. The California Prince will take a seat on this one. You know, <laughs> Give other people a chance to say <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was looking forward to trying some Charger Bug. That thing was disgusting when I was using it. I don't know how shiny Dialga lost to BJ. Because BJ was the one that two. Yeah, had triple flyer. Yeah. yeah, he had triple flyer. Yeah. It's crazy. Mad. It's crazy. I mean, I guess I'll target could muscle through, but. Uh, anyway, okay, so those are our predictions for sure. Uh, we have events coming up. Um, nothing too wild, but again, we're recording this like going into Tuesday, so maybe something else happens. Uh, it's a Harvest Festival event, Thursday, October twelfth to Tuesday, October seventeenth. We have some debuts of Smoliv, the Olive Pokemon, and its evolutions are Dolive and Arboliv Liva. Anyway, they're not they're Arboliva. Anyway, they're not gonna be good. I think if they were, I would. Ah, okay, okay, so. What are we looking at here? We're looking at a grass normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dolive, 
with the current moveset, right? They Dolive and Arbeliva both have the same moveset, but Dolive's a bit bulkier in Great Leap. Okay. Um, but it's either Magical Leaf or Tackle, or I guess Razor Leaf if you really want it. And then Seed Bomb and Earth Power, or like Energy Ball and Earth Power. So I feel like, obviously, maybe for the actual, you know, Championship meta, it's probably nothing. Um, but maybe something cool in certain cups. Like, uh, uh, you know, nothing really... Um, mm-hmm has that same sort of role right like grass right. normal um and then grass and earth coverage it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if i'll believe uh what is a ranked in bulk that's probably terrible <laughs> um it does uh it does get to ultra league um stats without xl uh, it's not on the rankings yet. Yeah, I don't think it's good. Anyway, if I, if I'm <laughs> wrong, just prove me wrong. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's good. They do have wild encounters, though, throughout. And the most useful one is probably the Fobebe. We do have Combi for dust purposes, though. Um, but Fobebe will be spawning. Obviously, you'll get your respective one based on your region. Fobebe is going to be really good. Uh, just good one to grind out for Master League. Because yeah. Master Premier, because Forges for Master Premier is really, really good overall. Uh, outside of that field, research encounters. There's the Burmy, and you 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 do need XLs for those if you want to make it like an XL trash, trash uh warm dam for Great League. And other than that, nothing too crazy. There's Mossy Lore activator and Ben will last for two hours. You'll receive additional Pumpkaboo candy for catching Pumpkaboo. Higher chance. Bro, do you know how many Pumpkaboo I still have from like three years ago? Why are you saving Pumpkaboo? I don't know, man. You At this point, the storage. <laughs> this point. Like, I know you don't catch a lot of Pokemon, so you don't need a lot of storage, but you need to start clearing the storage. Yeah. Man. Do you know what it is? It's because now, like, I think I held them for someone one time, right? And then I forgot. Why about did this person even now... need Pumpkaboo to begin with? I That's don't know, the part bro. that. I don't know. Makes... The, the thing is, he even asked Lots for, like, a specific size. So all the ones I have are, like, I don't know what size this is, but, like, we... this size. Oh, extra small? It doesn't say on the right side. Uh, extra small, yeah. They're all extra. <laughs> you don't even know where to look the size up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My man, uh, <laughs> this is what you call a filthy casual. <laughs> <laughs> this man trying to beat yeah. me in beds and don't even know how to look up the size of the Pokemon. <laughs> uh, that's something else. All right, time for that Elo check. Look, I already hit Legend. Like I said, I hit it. I hit Legend on Thursday. Before Go Battle Day, before the leagues rotated in Ultra League, I hit it. Actually, funny enough, I queued up to the EJB yeah. that day when I was trying to hit it, right? And, uh, so I was I start off the day at a 2-2 two and two set, right? So I just so I, I, I streamed to my patrons. I was like, hey, you want me to hit it tonight or tomorrow? They're like, do it tomorrow. So I, I start off the game. I win my first one, and I I go from twenty nine eighty six to twenty nine ninety six, I think. Wow. So I'm four points away. I'm running my Verizion Greedent Steelix team, right? Mm-hmm. And including that first battle I won in the previous set, and then the next five games in a row for the entire next set, I ran to a flyer lead. All flyers. I'm not even kidding, right? Straight up, all flyers. And I think almost every one of those games, 
except for one or one of them had a fighter counter swap into my greed and save swap, like a Verizian Cobalia. EJB I queued into was the only person that he had a Dragonite lead. He had a counter swap Registeel into my Greedent. Mm-hmm. That was the only one that like wasn't a straight up. I mean, that's still a pretty bad matchup, but yeah, yeah. you can also do it with your Greedent. And that's exactly what I did. So I beat him, right? But that was the only person that I beat. So I go, I claim a 1-4 and I dropped like all the way down to like 29, 50-something. Uh, I eventually climbed back up and hit Legend on my last set. On my last battle, too, of my last set. But EJB messaged me right after. He's like, good games, man. I hope you hit Legend on that one. Because he saw my ELO was 29.96. He's like, yeah. he's like, here's what my ELO was at after I battled you. His ELO was at 29.99. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if he beat me, he would have oh, hit Legend. <laughs> Instead, he ended up dropping afterward a bunch. <laughs> he eventually hit it later, like the next day or something. But I was like, oh, dude. I, I laughed. I was like... I was like, you know what's funny? When I was at 29.96, you were the only battle I won that set. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit it though. What's your ELO at, Mr. Hot Yoga? Couldn't do GPL this season, <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, it's not good. It's 27.50 in it, but. Oh, that's not bad. What, yeah. Expert. yeah, but that, honestly, in my opinion, that's not good enough in it. Yeah. So, I mean, you are right. Yeah, I hit extra back in yeah. Psychic Cup, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So like, you know what? I I didn't do it this time. Yeah, I put my hands up or down wherever you put them. Yeah, um, the right flag. But bruv, yeah, like I said, yeah, I'm giving myself three months, yeah, to to get back on this thing. Yeah, if it don't happen in three months, yeah, You're that's that's it for competitive for me, in it. Yeah. <laughs> bruv, so next season, yeah, I'm I'm coming back next season. Okay. I don't even care if it sounds dumb. I'm making a legend bet next season again. Yeah, you should. Because if you I don't should. do it that season, that's it. That's I, it. I you, you remember last week we talked about how like next season it should be like every week there's an additional punishment. <laughs> I thought of the perfect one. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. Go, go. So I don't know what the grand punishment is, right? It doesn't be something yeah. spicy. We can figure something out there. Yeah. But here's here's I, I love this is this is gonna be so good, and I, I think you're gonna you're gonna agree to it instantly. Because yeah, it's gonna really hold you accountable. You know that clown meme where it's like the first thing, like you're they're applying makeup, right? And it gets like progressively <laughs> worse to the point where they look like a full-on clown. You have to do that every week. <laughs> so week one, whatever the clown thing is, you put on the nose, right? Maybe you make your lips red. Week two, you start putting on some makeup, right? Week three, you have like a full-on like rainbow wig, right? Maybe week four, you wear a whole suit. But here's the thing, uh, right? Uh, yeah. While we record, but the thing is, uh-huh. you know, unless you want to keep the nose on or like the makeup on uh-huh. all week, you have to wash it off and add more like the following week to add on to yeah, it, right? Yeah. So you just look progressively more and more like a clown until you hit this legend. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that? Yeah, let's run that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay, for Bro, the time being. You know being, what? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm trying to make my narrative, yeah, like the anime protagonist, yeah. He's been knocked down by by the supervillain. Yeah. I'm the supervillain? Yeah, this... <laughs> I think I'm, if, if, if this was the anime, Pokemon anime, I'm probably Gary Oak. I'm probably... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bruv, I'm... You're Ash Ketchum? Yeah, man. I just... I had a little side quest <laughs> that I had to You might be more like to. Brock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, peaked early, but not really doing much afterward. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I had a side quest, yeah. I had, you know, some villagers to help. 
Yeah, I got a bit sidetracked. Yeah, you have no boobs, man. Pop. You're just busy partying and going to hot yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. What's the side quest? Wake <laughs> up in time for hot yoga. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the the fans behind me. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> okay. Okay. If you really want to know the fans are behind you, we should uh, like take like a poll and see like if they think if they think that uh if they think they're gonna yeah yeah yeah, I, 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 yeah that's that's yeah. that's how you really fans. Know. Hey, look. There should be my some dedication. It's gonna be on point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I ordered a thing to set up my bed. Yeah, the little heating cooling thing. I'm serious. I don't even know yeah. what that is. I got hot yoga after this recording. I'm serious. I- I'm telling you, man, you're making this too complicated. I got no heating thing for my bed, no hot yoga, nothing. Or I'm not even sleeping. Yeah, well, that's nice for some. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice for some. But no, no. What I'm saying is, like, do. there's other things you could do just to improve your game without doing this stuff to get to yeah. lunch faster. Like, you think I, if when I'm coaching my patients, I'm like, yo, but what about your hot yoga? Is it scheduled yet? You got that waterbed <laughs> ting yet, huh? <laughs> you think I'm saying that to them? No. I'm like, oh, just how you optimize? Oh, Are these some counts? Some strategy? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? My, okay, you know what? Yeah, you know what's wild? I played my best few sets last night. I was at my friend's house. And I'd, um, earlier that day, I'd gone to training. Yeah. I had a, like a nice little protein smoothie afterwards. But then I didn't eat anything until then. Yeah. And um, I was eating uh, dinner at hers, but beforehand, yeah, I was like, I was sitting in this, I was sitting in this like little sofa chair, yeah? mm-hmm. and the lights were like kind of dim-ish, but not completely. And there was some Mexican music playing in the background, yeah, bro. I played my the best sets I've played in weeks, yeah, really? in that in that particular scenario. Yeah? So I'm wondering what parts of that that I can like harness on a regular basis yeah, to get that. You remember the, the, the thing is, were you shazamming the songs? You, you need to put that. Oh, I know what songs they were. Yeah. I, oh, know, okay. I know exactly which songs they were. I also know exactly how dim to put my lights as well. You know, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try and recreate that setup everywhere I go. Yeah, like, oh, see, if, see if it works. Okay. You keep me posted. All right. Mm-hmm. Here, here's one way we can see if this routine's working for you or not. Uh-huh. Right. If this is for your own good. Right? This is my suggestion. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have to follow it. Don't try to t- dial in next season. We still have 60 days left in this season, right? I'm trying yeah. to dial in this season. I know, I know. Yeah, start, yeah, yeah. start trying to hit that leaderboard, mm-hmm. right? Start trying to get those Draco Viz badges, yeah. right? Start, start adding on, right? You can't 100%. just have play Pokemon badges, right? Start, yeah, yeah. I'm not giving up. I'm if you don't have up. a single leaderboard badge at the end of this season of GBO, then... Good luck next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, 100%. I'm not giving up now, innit? Yeah, like obviously for me, this is only half the journey. 2750 yeah, is not bad right now. You could easily start climbing to leaderboards right great. after. It's not great. The thing is, is that like previous seasons, I had already hit legend by this first go battle day. Do you know what I mean? Really? Or like a bit. Be- sure? There's There's been seasons where I've done, I remember one in particular because I got like denied. <laughs> Might be the only stuff. one you really um, did. But like, do you know what I mean? Isn't it? Yeah, I'm just like, That's I, pretty cool. I shouldn't be lagging that far behind. But no, no, no. I, I mean, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe expert. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess if you. Yeah, yeah. Let your like personally, personally. Yeah. Like, um, so I think so, me personally, I've, I'm, I actually hit it pretty quick this season compared to past seasons. 
But I had the gas pedal on because I didn't know what I was dealing yeah, with, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I knew Speedy was gonna take his time in most situations, right? I see, like especially when I'm we're in broadcasting, yeah, I see he's not GBL, right? You know, Butters backstage is GBL, so like, so I should know he's like, oh, I'm using that charger bug right now while like we're waiting to like, we're waiting to commentate a battle, right? So he's he's actually grinding, but Butters right. he he slows himself down. He's like, yeah, man, I was at the 2800, 2900s, and then I started playing. Ledian in Great League, and I dropped 200 points. Shadow Ledian. I'm like, why are you playing Shadow Ledian? Because we get him everywhere, you know? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I get you, but like, what you, you're just going to get the short fly score and like every other flying Pokemon. Like, why would you run, why run that one? Yeah. I, I forgot to make a make a joke about it during the broadcast. I was gonna try to bring it up somehow, but I forgot about it. But mm. Oh, bruv, you guys had to stall out that one time. You You were making a whole. Oh, Great new the team and everything. Yeah, 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 bro. Oh no, it was Pernavus Rockhaven. I remember that one. Yeah, there was uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. some stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Was kind of funny. We did. Yeah. yeah. You like my team? A little Pelper double grass action. A little flyer yeah, double grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use it? No, probably not. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's that good of a team. <laughs> if we wanted to use Pelper, that would be the game. But I don't think Pelper's great in open Great League. Nah. All right, so you've lost. I already added the score to the all-time bets list. Um, I don't think the hot chips are still in stores, so I don't want to have to go to a third party. If it's not sold by the official company anymore, mm-hmm. let's do a habanero. So we'll talk about that after this podcast. Okay. In the next episode, you eat a full habanero, three minutes, no liquid. No food. You, you, they, they sell habanero in your local grocery store, right? They should do, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Like, you can get anything here. Okay. Okay, you gotta hop. I could even actually check and see if the hot chips are available in London. Yeah, take a take a look, right? Take a look, but it, it, but I don't want you to have to like buy from like some sketchy eBay person, right? Who knows what they did with that chip, right? So (laughs) or that crisp. Yeah, you want to make sure it's a real one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be just (laughs) a record Dorito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing, bro. I'm like something's wrong. Something's up. A habanero is a habanero. All right, well, we'll figure that out, but. Unlike Speed Chief 2, Speed Chief 3 gonna gonna really do this. I'm actually uh, gonna do it, bro. Yeah. Okay. You know it's gonna what? Gonna be like an F episode of Hot Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do it right at the beginning. And episode we're just Hot Ones. Do the okay. So, so here's so here's the plan, right? Because mm-hmm. I I already alluded to this earlier, but you were like, oh, hold on, hold on. Well, we don't know if I'm gonna lose yet. Now that we know <laughs> if you lost. Yeah, yeah. If right. you do a habanero or the hot chip, right? Mm-hmm. What we're gonna do? We're gonna start off the episode right away with this, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna come up with some questions. Right, okay. saying, it's just like hot ones, like interview questions, yeah, answer, yeah, yeah. right? But it'll be about your life or whatever. I'll ask you different yeah. stuff, right? And you have to tell these stories while eating the stuff, <laughs> right? Let's see how well you can tell the story. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go, let's go. I, I love telling stories, isn't it? So <laughs> you might not when, be, uh, when you're yeah, when you're sweating and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. might be the least we've seen Anacort talk in his life. <laughs> uh, anyway. We got a what's the tea this week? Because this this does not even need to be said, I think. But yeah, for those that aren't on X or Twitter or maybe just missed some stuff last week, uh, something big came out, and this was alluded to it. This was alluded to in our comments. Uh, I forgot who mentioned it, but someone said something uh, in our comments about it. And I know some people say it's drama stuff. I personally don't like to classify certain things as drama because sometimes they're really serious. I guess you could mm-hmm. still say drama. But this was pretty serious. 
And I'm going to state our bias all right off the jump, right? Because there's no way, like, here's the thing. Every human being in the world is biased, right? And, and like, this is why I think it's always comical when the judges or, like, uh, when lawyers or, or, or whatever, when the legal system brings on jury members and they ask you mm-hmm. when they're seeing if you're, would be a reliable jury member or not, they say if you're biased or not. One of my old bosses, <laughs> when they asked him that, he said, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm biased. And they just, like, kicked him out, right? He's like, you want to have <laughs> But his, his thought process is like, of course I'm going to say I'm biased. Everyone's biased. And that's true. Yeah, Everyone that's is true. biased, yeah. right? What they're supposed to ask is, can you try to remain as unbiased as possible in right, this case, yeah, right? Yeah. But anyway, we are biased on this podcast, uh, along with pretty much everyone else in the community that knows p- these people. If they don't know them, mm-hmm. then maybe they won't be biased at all. Um, but it was actually one of our friends, someone that's been on the podcast before, Polymer's Up, mm-hmm. that's uh, also known as Justin, that made a post. Uh, it was an expose. And if you haven't, you probably know this by now because it's the title of the podcast. But uh, title, title this episode of the podcast. And he posted this last... Wednesday, I think. It was. It was literally. Thursday. It was like the no, day Wednesday. after we recorded, so it would have been like maybe Wednesday. Maybe. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. I think. Um. No, I think it was Thursday. I don't know. Either way, whatever it was, whatever it was. Um, he posted this expose. Uh, do you want to break it down? You break it down for me. Yeah. So. Okay. The, I guess the synopsis of it is, is, you know, um, Polymers Up used to work at Go Stadium. He was um, one of the first members to work for Go Stadium. Yeah, and he's been there he's for a very JR long Honda. time. Yeah, exactly. So he before JR Honda, um, and over the years, he contributed a lot as well, you know. Um, and I think one thing that's kind of funny is some people are just like, oh, I never even knew you were on Go Stadium, yeah? despite how much he contributed. And that's not to say that, you know, um, you know, he was just doing a lot of work without trying to take the recognition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he did a lot he was just happy to put that. Exactly. Um, and he left Go Stadium earlier this year. I remember I talked to um, him back at the time because obviously we were working together at Go Stadium. Yeah, you were there um, too. Yeah, he was, he was the first person I... Um, so, like, he was the first person I chat to when I was like pitching my idea of like covering all the championship series and stuff. And you how know, long were you at Go Stadium for, just for context? I was so I was there, there from Yeah. So I was I was only there from the beginning of last season okay. until I left, which was probably a month after Polymers Up left. Okay. Um, so you weren't even so, there for that long. You weren't there for a couple months. No, 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 no. But the thing is is while we were there at least with the championship series stuff, it was pretty much like us two and one other guy who was doing the majority of the work. Yeah. So we were always, um, you know, working together every single weekend, you know, work together all the time. So, um, and, you know, he decided to leave uh, earlier this year due to, he was saying that it was due to a lot of the decisions that the leadership were making. So he didn't like quite agree with some of them. Obviously, you had the um, the issue at what tournament was it with the Arlington. Axon and Arrow thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the you know doing the little video like JR did the like the little video interview. Um, by the way, can I just say? Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to get Americans to do actual video interviews 
for time for ages bro and that was the first one they did i was like bro <laughs> like i was trying to get them to do like you know interviews with the winners and stuff and anyway um so you know he, he didn't quite quite um agree with you know how they handled that and you know he said it was just like a another thing in a long string of um decisions he didn't quite agree with um yeah, so as a result input too even though he was on yeah exactly also so, for anyone yeah, that exactly. doesn't know the full context because he wrote like a lot on this like multiple pages like a five page i forgot how many pages pdf just look up paul, yeah just look up palmer's up on exactly. twitter and then you could read it yourself too it's yeah. still up um but yeah so you know he wasn't like you know really consulted on any of these decisions despite being a part of uh uh the leadership so he decided to step down and um since stepping down you know uh, he specifically it's jr honda and enhoff who had or jr honda had consistently sort of um you know made certain like attacks against his character you know chapter um message like uh, actively messaged other people telling them to not work with him you know saying that he's like last blacklisted from niantic um various things like different that different things <laughs> yeah a lot of yeah. literally yeah. so many different things yeah none of different things one, none of them consistent yeah. yeah and yeah exactly there was just a lot you know and again you know throughout the whole time this has been happening is uh i guess less than a year now but um you know i've been working with polymers up the whole time and you know you've obviously been you know in communication the whole time as well so mm -hmm. every time these things come up we're aware of them as well you know it's not been like you know just one time it's been consistently over the last year um and then the almost like the straw that broke the camel's back was a comment in the Zygarde um discord where Enhoff states that um she doesn't want the meta team um working on the Drake of his platform because a member of the Drake of his leadership has you know made misogynistic comments about her and you know like made comments about her gender and stuff like that so that was where it went too far because you know for for anyone who knows polly he's he's not that kind of guy firstly and spreading rumors that he is that kind of guy especially in like you know because these rumors had also i want to say had been spread slightly in private mm -hmm. um i'd heard from other people yeah, people mentioning things to that sort of effect, right? This was the only sort of thing that we've actually seen where it's actually been, you know, in a public sort of place. Yep. Um, so spreading those kind of rumors is, um, well, it's obviously not nice. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? You know, like it's a, it's not a, it's not a light accusation to make. Yeah. Especially in you know the current climate of things. Yeah. Like making these kind of claims. It can like end people's, you know, like careers or like, you know, like certain like online livelihoods or anything like that, right? So these are not light accusations to make. Um, and so, you know, he was like, enough's enough. I'm going to call him out on it because, you know, it's been a year. They've not been, um, you know, stopping in, uh, you know, you, you think that like, okay, maybe at the beginning they're, you know, like angry, annoyed, whatever. And then maybe, you know, gradually over time, 
just forget about it. But it's been nearly a year, right? It's yeah. like if they're not forgetting about it now, it's just not going to go away unless you address it. So yeah, yeah, he addressed it. He did. Uh, I'll get some background on my own personal involvement with Ghost Stadium too. I was actually one of their first ever coaches for their coaching program. Uh, I do my own personal coaching now on my own Patreon, but I was part of their Patreon coaching service. Uh, I was one of a couple of the first, like some other first ones I think was like Arrow and like House Stark and Valor Ash, uh, Toshi as well. Um, surprisingly, me, the only non-Elite Four member, <laughs> but that's a different story on how that formed. Uh, that being said, uh, so I was actually paid by Go Stadium for the coaching stuff. They took a cut, obviously, because it was their platform and stuff, and they were marketing it. But I was paid uh, by them for a couple months before I left. Uh, I think I left at the end of 20... But I don't know. I, I think I left at the end of 2019 no or like early early 2020 maybe i don't know i it was just i started my own patreon sometime in middle of 2020 so mm-hmm. uh as context but um but yeah i just realized i was just better off doing my own thing that treated me fine there was no no issues there that was when jr honda was starting out to be involved i don't even think he was ceo at the time maybe he was i don't know but i've i've worked with jr honda in the past because of that and you know, uh, I used to consider him a friend, and he's definitely looked out for me at certain times. I can't, I can't deny that. Like, I think there were times, like I remember those moments, right? He, he definitely stood up for me and provided me with opportunities I probably wouldn't have had without his assistance or Go Stadium's assistance. Uh, my relationship with um, Hoff, Anna Hoffman, I've not worked with her too much, but she's definitely a community leader that I've supported, especially. Uh, as someone that identifies as a trans woman, I think there is a lot of uh, power in that and what she can, what do you call it, inspire other trainers of uh, similar identities or marginalized identities to come out and be a part of the community, right? And that's a that's a huge benefit to the community as a whole. Um, and I've worked with her on some TPCI stuff as well that, you know, that's on an official level capacity. Uh, so those those are my connections with those people, and then with my connection with Paul Palmer's up, uh, it's probably my deepest connection out of all of them. I've known him since 2017, the summer the rage dropped. That's pretty much when I met him for the first time. He's a local of mine, uh, back in the day, and that's what we like met in person. We did race together. We talked a lot back then too, uh, just doing race. And then when PP came out, that's when we both just dove in hard because we we're both waiting for that moment, right? We were just, like scrim partners, we did all this stuff before there was a PE poke. We chat about the metas ourselves, and before there was any any all this other stuff, and been friends ever since. And I gotta say, I actually wrote this on my own tweet, so I'll just read some of it. I'll just read it. You know, honestly, it'll probably sum up better than anything else. Uh, I've just said I've known Palmer's up since the summer of 2017, before PvP, before Legendary Raids, and before he even went by Palmer's up. He used to have a different name actually. It was this. His first few initials and his full last name. That's how I know his like full real name. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely wants to hide that, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I said over the years he's become my best friend in the Go community, and in that time, I've never once witnessed him say anything hateful towards anyone, no matter their identity or background. In fact, he's done quite the opposite, always uplifting others and standing up for marginalized groups, both publicly and privately. 
To say that I'm biased due to my friendship with Polly is an understatement. However, if he is ever found to be transphobic or misogynistic or hateful towards any identity group, I'd cut ties with him instantly and call him out on it. And I know he'd do the same if the roles were reversed. It's always easy to call out strangers on their problematic behaviors, but I've seen too many people stay silent when someone they're close to is in the wrong. And for those people, stop being performative and stop being a bystander. It's more harmful than you can even imagine. Um, and again, I say I state my bias very clearly because obviously everyone's going to be like, you're just standing up for your friend. Both of us, right? We're both friends with him, right? You work with him. I, I don't work with him in any capacity, but um, but I've known him for many, many years. And they're like, and you even say to, oh yeah, he's like your best friend in Pokemon Go, and that's true. Um, but he provides some compelling evidence for his case. Uh, you know, especially. You know, especially the blacklisting thing, um, but also uh, I think the biggest thing was the transphobia slash misogyny towards mm-hmm. Enhoff. Yeah. He used to be friends with both J.R. Honda and Enhoff because they've worked together for years. They've He's yeah. actually worked with them for years. And to my knowledge, he's been nothing but supportive to them right over the years, mm-hmm. even after leaving Ghost Stadium. Yeah. And a lot of the screenshots back it. And they've had multiple conversations and... Uh, he's even said like, Hey, these are screenshots of my conversations with Enhoff, uh, and Jarrah Honda and other people. And like, no one's ever said anything about me saying anything about her gender or being misogynist or transphobia. And I say this when I say this, I've never seen him do anything like that or be hateful towards anyone. And I kid you not, like I will, I will delete my Pokemon go account if that's found to be the case. Right. I am that confident. But again, if he is found that I will be the first one to call him out on it. Right. I will say something because like that's unacceptable on all levels. Right. And I hope, I hope none of the comments on this episode are anything of that sort either. Right. Regardless of what you believe or, uh, et cetera. But like, but again, like, like if 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 he did something bad and he was my friend, I'd be calling him out on it. And like and of course, Ed, we've both known about a lot of stuff for months. I've been professional, I would say, in my conversations or work with Go Stadium or Jay Honda or Enhoff, etc. Even knowing this stuff, right, that they're talking about him, because I know that if I try to call them out, one, it's not for my my place to because he hasn't come out with it himself. But also, I don't want him to receive further harassment, right? I'm not scared of what they're going to do to me because I have a pretty big platform and like they have, they can try to call me a misogynist nest, right? There's no, there's no evidence for that either. But, mm-hmm. um, but but Palmer's up is a much smaller creator, right? A lot of people didn't even know he worked for Go Stadium. He's a behind the scenes exactly. guy. Yeah. But we've seen what Dracovis has done with his help. We've seen what Go Stadium has done with his help. Maybe people mm-hmm. didn't even know, right? Some of the graphics, yeah. some of the metas he developed, all that stuff, and. It just sucks to see people with bigger platforms try to bully someone out because they left on their own accord and then eventually started their own project that's doing well. And a lot of these attacks, well, something we probably didn't talk about, a lot of these attacks start to pick up or grow rampant. Uh, or I shouldn't say rampant, but more frequently, yeah. when Draco Viz and Palmer's up were doing better, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know that too as someone within Draco Viz, mm-hmm. but it's something you can see, right? Um, they weren't worried about what Palmer was going to do after Go Stadium when, when he wasn't doing Dracovis. He didn't yeah. leave Go Stadium and start Dracovis the next day. He didn't start Dracovis for a couple of weeks. Yeah, a few after. months. Yeah, a few yeah. months after, right? Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't his intention. He left because he didn't believe in the leadership of Go Stadium anymore and their direction and et cetera. He he lists it all out. Right. He didn't leave because of the Arlington dispute. He he that wasn't it. 
But that was one of the reasons why Enhoff was in arguments with him. And again, I like he even said, and you can see in like the messages, like he disagreed with the call, but doesn't mean that he like he didn't he didn't harass her or talk poorly about her. And I think she did get some harassment over it, which is really unfortunate, and that should not have happened, especially as a judge, right? You're doing your best you can as a judge, even if you don't make the best call. But that was a really tough call in general, right? Like I think a lot of people agree with the calls. Some people don't agree with the call, and probably was one of them. You know who else was one of them? PV Poke, right? PV Poke, yeah. one of the biggest creators. He even stated flat out he doesn't agree with the call. But there's something wrong with the fact that Enhoff made that call and that rematch happened, right? Again, that's mm-hmm. not the issue. But that was one of the issues she didn't like that Paul Polly disagreed with the call. But at no point in time I've seen any evidence of him being transphobic or misogynist because of that, right? And yeah. um, since since this has happened and this literally was released like a few hours earlier. Um and Hoff did come up with a statement saying well you can say what she said. Uh, let's let's see if I can uh, honestly bro it's on her page. I, I ain't gonna read it yeah. I'm I, I, what you want me to read it? No we don't have to we're not the read verbatim. I people no, okay. okay. I don't want to put words in her mouth but yeah in uh, okay there, there in... Was no provided evidence of this she does say that he mentioned some stuff on a call. Yeah I mean her, okay which, this is the thing right Yep. So when when this started, yeah, again, I've only known Polly for like, you know, a year now, yeah. Yep. I feel like I have a good judge of character, yeah. But also I watch a lot of TV where, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know this guy, yeah. And then, and then they, they just, don't, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then, you know what I mean? You just, they do something unexpected, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I support Polly this entire, like the whole way, yeah. But like you said, if, some evidence does come up, yeah. I need to reevaluate things because, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not supporting blindly. I'm supporting based on what I know. Mm-hmm. Some evidence does come up against him, yeah. Then that's adding to what I know. And then it's like, okay, now we're looking at a different thing, yeah. And this was her chance to put some evidence out there. Nothing. No evidence, right? It was also multiple. It was like over five days later too, right? Yeah, five days later, no evidence. And do you know what the thing is? Yeah, the thing that like kind of irks me the most, yeah, is a couple of things. So a few days ago, there was, you know, certain people who were discussing it online. And one of the things that they were saying was, um, they were saying something along the lines of, um, you know, trans people can decide whether they feel like something is offensive or not yeah Mm -hmm. because it's only for them to decide right and i think that argument is pretty dangerous because one first of all here we're not actually debating whether something was offensive or not as opposed to whether there something offensive even existed in the first place or not yeah we're not we're not debating whether something was construed as offensive or like you know interpreted as offensive we're debating whether it even existed in the first place that's first right and second of all i think the dangerous part about it is is you're giving a bit of a like pass for accountability right you're kind of saying that like well do you know what regardless of the situation trans people can decide whether they want to, you know, take offense or not. And as a result, they don't have to like, you know, explain themselves, apologize or, or something like that. 
personally, I don't like that tape. I don't think it makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like the direction that she went for in her response. Um, and yeah, uh, personally, bro, I don't like it because it it doesn't. There's no apology. There's no accountability. Yeah. There's no, um, you know. And the thing is, also, I'm I'm a big proponent of um, forgiveness and people being able to change. Right. Well, that start, starts from accountability. Mm. Yeah, you can't you can't do that without admitting that you're wrong. Yeah, and yeah. not admitting that you're wrong. So, so I, I think, know. so that's a tough one too, because I think anyone, especially in a marginalized group, they're going to have like a different lived experience than someone that's not in that group, mm-hmm. right? And even within right. that group, you might have different. Like if, like if let's say we're both trans, right? Like you might have a different mm-hmm. trans experience than I do, right? So right. it's not really on us to like ascribe what that person is um, experiencing. But I do think that if you're going to make a claim like this, that you should definitely have some type of backing, right? Because this is, mm-hmm. this is a very big claim on someone's reputation, right? Right. Um, and obviously not every single thing can be documented, but cause, cause essentially they had two voice calls, but the voice calls were about the Arlington dispute and like him leaving go stadium. Right. And there's, and, and Polly is saying that there was no mention about gender or anything. Cause that was never, that's never been a, topic discussion discussion right. with Enhal because he's always supported her identity and he pastes like you know receipts of that yeah. and after their calls Enhoff specifically says why she was upset with him or like him leaving and blah 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 and there's no mention of his transphobia or misogyny and mm-hmm. so Polly's literally saying like look I'm literally giving you it's not my word versus her word it's her word from back in January versus her word now right Right. And like, there's no like, it's like, why would you continue to talk to someone like me? Because they still had some engage in exchanges afterward, and mm-hmm. in a friendly, friendly, bantery manner. But like, why would you continue this if I'm some misogynist, transphobic person that's offended mm-hmm. you, right? And then you know, have no detail, like no mentions recollection of this, or no mentions of this in any of our messages. Um, and Z's and Kaiser was like covering a lot of this stuff on his stream. So there's one message that Z's wise posted. I think it's it's actually like really well stated. I don't know if it's perfectly stated, but in my opinion, I think it's really well stated. But again, I'm a cisgender man, so take it as you will. Uh, Z's wise says you don't need evidence to have your own experience listened to and acknowledged, but you need a whole lot of evidence if you aim to tear someone else down over it. I think that's really well stated, right? Because I'm not going to be the person to tell Enhoff or anyone that's trans or of any marginalized identity how they should feel after in certain situations, right? But these are very big claims, and you know this is this is more than just a misunderstanding. You know, like this is like like he crossed a probably crossed a line in Enhoff's opinion, right? A very significant right. line, and like you can't just you can't just not saying for five days and then try to i don't know uh just say like like her statement and again you could read it on her i don't i don't want to like quote it too much but she essentially says like i've had this experience with him on a call and i've told my friends about it and they back me which is just like I, I, like i'm not i'm not even blaming her friends right because as a friend you're going to try to support your friend but how did her friends know that this happened they went on the call. The call wasn't recorded. There's no evidence, message evidence of it afterward to support it, right? And again, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first one to call Polly if I can, 
right? If someone mm-hmm. else gets beats me to it, I'll be the second one, right? But like, and that's why I very poignantly stated in the bottom of my example, I said, look, like everyone's biased. And I know I, and I know there's people that like Enhoff and are her friends and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like that's, that is your friend. You're going to stick up for your friend. But at the same time, like to be a good friend, you also need to call them out when they're in the wrong right. to help them grow as a person and to help them be better and mm-hmm. to help them acknowledge their mistakes. And also, honestly, to help them not get backlash from the community if it seems like they made a mistake and they're not willing to acknowledge it and double down on right. it, right? Again, I don't know for sure, but just given what we've been provided, it's like super frustrating to see all this, right? And see no one take accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I didn't even go into Jared Honda. Like, again, like me and Jared Honda, we've been friends mm-hmm. over the years and like he's helped me out and stuff, but he created like this 20 page document that like really like, <laughs> part of it was just contradicting himself about the blacklisting yeah. thing. And there's like a bunch of pages just of like about Cochino Mom for no reason. And honestly, yeah. the community kind of tore him apart for us. So I'm not going like, Going on him again. He deleted the whole like actual PDF or access to it. And I think he deleted Twitter. his whole page. Yeah. yeah, yeah, everything. So, um, and he like left every Discord server for the most part too. So, like, it's just like, again, like I think like he's like a lot of people already see that he's in the wrong, right? And no one, not a lot of people are really siding with him on that. Some people might. I think the Enhoff situation is much trickier, right? Because she is right. in a marginalized identity group, and it sucks, right? Because there's so many people that experience transphobia that are trans yeah. every day and, and misogyny and all this stuff and hateful stuff unnecessary that they wouldn't receive it they were not identified as a trans person mm-hmm. or uh, as a woman or any you know like a lot of marginalized groups but like it's also super dangerous and i'm not saying she's definitely doing this but if she is weaponizing her identity as a yeah. way to like That's even worse, to slander yeah. someone else right because then you're also tarnishing a lot of real life of experiences. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and again, yeah. it's not my place to say if that's exactly what's happened or not, but there's just literally yeah, no but... evidence of Polly doing this stuff, right? Yeah. And these are such bold claims. Well, you know and what? all you've even... got to say is, I told my friends this and they agree with me. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this any further. And again, it's, I'm not asking her to, right? It's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not asking her to, but I think. But if you're going to make these statements, you have to be prepared to, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just a, like, yeah, you can't be making these statements in public yeah. and then be like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, well, you obviously a... did want to talk about it in the beginning, you know, so yeah, behind closed doors um, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's also a comment on there where someone's like, you know, they're they're actually saying like, "Look, we need to see the evidence because, you know, if this guy is still out in the community, then yeah, he needs to be stopped." Yeah, and it's like. If there is truth. evidence of Polly doing this, yeah, he should be stopped, he right? Does need to like be he stopped. shouldn't yeah. be on leadership for Dracovis. He shouldn't be a part of this community. He shouldn't be respected. He shouldn't be on this podcast or any other podcast or whatever, right? right. Like he shouldn't be on streams. Like it's like that's a serious this is a serious, serious claim. And again, like I know, I know, like here's the thing. I think people that agree with this, like they, they're like, yeah, preach, right? But like yeah. the thing is the people that are maybe sitting on the fence or that are on Enhoff's side or friends with her or stuff. And I'm sure there's some people listening to this, right? And I know it's super frustrating to hear us say these things about your friend that you care about, right? And that you might not agree with. But I really want you to reflect on this moment and think, am I really sticking up for someone that might be wrong and I'm not going to call them out on it? I'm just supporting their problematic behavior. Or is there really something to Enhoff's story and there might be evidence that we can figure out or pinpoint or some other instance of poly being transphobic or misogynistic look if someone that's transphobic or misogynist my 
I guarantee you they're not only misogynist and, and transphobic towards one person in the world, right? They're going to be transphobic towards a lot of trans people. They're going to be misogynistic towards a lot of women, right? And femme identifying people. Like, it's not like an isolated situation, right? Like, I've never met a transphobe that's only transphobic towards one person in one instance on one freaking call on Discord from half a year ago, a year ago. Yeah. It's absolutely why, like, like, again, I could be wrong and please DM me the information if it is, right? And this is why I say this is what I'm saying like earlier, like this is not just drama, right? Like and that's why I'm like I'm not like heated, but I'm getting definitely into it a little bit. Like this is a very serious situation and it should not be ever said lightly about anyone, right? Even even people you suspect are transphobes, right? Like you right. should you know, like it's again, like it's these are very serious accusations mm -hmm. said behind closed doors that went on for months. And again, I know that it went on for months, but I, the whole time I was thinking like, what? Like, I've never seen him say anything like this. Right. And again, if there's evidence for it, that's fine. But like, please present it. But it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's stifles like progress in our community as well. Do you know what I mean? In, yeah. In so many ways, you know, yeah. it stifles progress in, you know, the actual like grassroots side of the game. Yeah. It stifles progress in terms of like us being a, a like a an open and welcome community. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's like no space for like these kind of behaviors. You know? Like so, like someone's on someone's in the wrong here for sure, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not saying it, it's definitely Enhoff and definitely Jr. and whatever, right? But someone's definitely in the wrong, and the fact that like there are there are people like fighting for both sides. It's just mm -hmm. splitting the community and people are talking about right. this and like, and it's not, it's not helping the community at all. It's, it's actively hurting the community and it's really, mm -hmm. really crappy to see. Right. Yeah. Um, but like when, but you can't just pretend it didn't happen. Right. It did happen. And these are people, right. these are all leaders. Like even probably maybe he doesn't have the biggest following, but he is still a leader of the community in many respects, mm -hmm. at least within Draco and one of the biggest resources now for mm -hmm. official tournaments and um, for GBL and stuff. And like, again, like this is, like, like you said, like it, it, we can't move forward unless apologies issued, or like there's acknowledgement of wrongdoing, right? And mm -hmm. like eventually, some it might just like eventually go go away, but people aren't really gonna forget, and it doesn't really the community doesn't actually heal or move forward, right? And neither mm -hmm. do people involved. And I'm not saying like it has to be an all this your apology again. It's not my role, right, to do this, right? It, like, like I I have no control over. Her. I'm not saying she's definitely wrong either. I'm just saying I, there's literally no evidence presented that's that makes sense besides just saying like it just happened on an isolated call with no nothing to back it around it right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, I, i'm not even speaking to her right i, I, I like 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 to her in this specific situation because i don't i don't think she's probably listening to this either right it might be some of her friends that do maybe no one does right I, and again we're saying all this stuff like I don't want people to be like DMing her or sending her hateful sub because they heard this podcast and be like, you gotta apologize, right? That's, we're not like, this is not like a rally call or like a mom mentality mm. situation, right? But like, honestly, we're just explaining a situation that's going on. It's, it's really crappy. And I hope that the people that are, that are, you know, culpable of this are held accountable and say their piece, apologize, whatever. But also, like, again, if you're that close friend to this person, to people involved, like do your job as a friend and really call them out, right? If Anacor ever says anything transphobic and misogynist online, like you think he's gonna be back on an episode? Uh, Heck no! I don't care if I win every bet against him. I don't need I, like 
I'll find a different co-host. I'll end the podcast if I have to. I'll talk by myself for two hours, right? Like there's <laughs> like there like but like there needs to be accountability mm. held in these situations, and you you don't you don't I don't know you you don't get to just like go off in the sunset and pretend it didn't happen, right? Yeah. These are these are serious mm. things, and you can't get a free pass for being mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for months too, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we explained our bias on this. I know it's a. I actually don't know if anything's going to happen after this, right? I don't think Enhoff's going to try to make another statement. I don't know if Polly will. JR's not even on the Twitter space anymore. Um, Ghost Stadium is parting ways with Enhoff. Um, she's she's left the org. Uh, we don't really know the backstory on that. If she left or they removed her, or whatever. Uh, JR Honda's no longer the CEO, but he's still the owner. Um, and that was actually a big statement too, because they came out with the statement. And then after that, PV Poke, one of our biggest yeah. resources for VP, actually responded. Um, I'll read that one because I don't want to misquote it. Like, Go Sam listed out like what they're going to do, right? They're not going to be like a mm. some like corporate like entity anymore. They're just going to be a resource and blah 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 and all this stuff, which is great and all. But um, PV Poke responded with, "I'll share here what I've shared privately." Going forward, I won't be engaging with the Ghost Stadium organization or its content while John maintains ownership. I don't feel comfortable supporting the org until it makes amends with the community. There are a lot of people I highly respect within Ghost Stadium, some I consider close friends. I wish you all luck on the path forward, and it's great going to be hard. Understand that keeping the Ghost Stadium name and business also means keeping its legacy, the good and the bad. Keep doing what you love. Make the content you want to make. And be true to yourselves. If you remain good people who do good for the community, whether under Ghost Stadium or something new, the rest will follow. Until then, farewell, and I hope we can revisit this someday. And obviously, he doesn't really mention Enhoff in this, which is fine because Enhoff's already leaving the organization. It's JR that's still the owner, that's still deeply tied into the organization and owns like all the assets probably, right? Um I don't think they have like public stocks or anything, but he does own like it's his corporation, right? And you can't force them to give it up, but you know that is that is PU Poke's stance on that. So it's been um it's been a week. I should say that. Yeah. Um, people could feel free to call me out if I you think I overstepped any boundaries here, but I'm just well, you know we I talked to Anacor about this right before we went live or we went uh, recording, and I was like, you know what, we need to talk about this. Um, because I'm not going to be, uh, this is, I always want to be truthful to you all when we can, right? Obviously, if I can't say something, because, like, you know, it's just like, I can't say I'm casting my worlds yet because, like, I'm NDA'd and I can't say that, and that's fine, right? Uh, or if someone asks me something I can't say, I'll always say, like, I can't answer that, right? But we're not going to try to sugarcoat or pretend like this didn't happen. This was the biggest thing that was, ha- unfortunately, it wasn't Peoria. Yeah. This was the biggest thing that was happening in Pokemon Go PP this past week, right? All right, shout out to King Alexander for winning it all, but unfortunately, like this overshadowed it, which again, <laughs> that sucks, right? Like, those are yeah, such a cool victory, and be. like, like exactly. you know, he should be celebrating stuff, but there's all this random, like, mm-hmm. crap floating around that's like clogging up a lot of the channels. But yeah. people, like, but it has to be said, right? And things have to be said, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, Polly has a peace of mind, and you know, hopefully. Anhoff is okay after this and JR and whatever, but hopefully it gets resolved. But like right now there's no there's no resolution really. It's just mm-hmm. just things are being said and PDFs and like long statements are being posted back and forth. And 
um it's it's really just hurting the community more than anything else and anyway i say this to say is there's it would be super disingenuous of us as you know a podcast that covers you know pokemon go pvp related stuff to just pretend like this didn't happen and for us yeah. to just say some canned response if we did say like oh well there's this statement to read read these people's twitter tweets from the past seven days and you'll know um this is my unfiltered thoughts for the most part um again i've worked with all these people before and i've had relationships with them and some of them i still do but it's this is more than just a game thing right this is like a real life big societal issue situation Mm -hmm. and these are not things that you can just say lightly uh and get away with it or etc on both ends right? on all ends right if Polly lightly said a transphobic joke he should be held accountable whether it's a joke or not right um but you can't also just accuse someone of being transphobic and misogynist and just say it and just start spreading stuff because right. they're making a resource and you don't like it right you don't like the competition or whatever but um Again, I'm not saying that's exactly why it is. I mean, I don't have that in writing, but it just, again, it just, it is that. Um. Anyway, if we lose followers over this, so be it, right? I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. It's my take. You know, it is what it is. Um. I think, I think most people listening to this podcast aren't really like tied to any of the individuals, but I know there's some that are, and, um, I hope you take what we say very seriously. It's a very serious issue. It's not just a I'm defending my friend, I'm not defending my friend situation. I would say this even if Polly wasn't my friend. Obviously, it's hard to say because you know you can't you can't always separate the two. But I'm just saying yeah. if this happened to another community member, uh, you know if it happened to Enhoff, right? Like if someone called her whatever, I'd stick up for her too, right? Um, or Jr. or anyone. Um, but that's what that, that's what needs to be done, especially if you're a leader in the community. Anyway, I did. Uh, I did finally break my silence on the thing. I, um, in full transparency, I was uh, working with Enhoff this past weekend too, and so I didn't want to make it. I didn't want to make it awkward for her. Uh, again, I've known for months, but I've always tried to be professional. Um, but uh, I, I think need to be said, and I knew I was gonna record this with you anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't tweet about it, I'm I'm gonna say on the podcast anyway. So yeah. What a week. What yeah. A week. Yeah. Um, again, please do not attack anyone on our behalf, in our name, or just in general. On anyone's behalf, on your own yeah. behalf, on Polly's behalf. Bear you in want mind, that either. Yeah, that if you do that, you're literally just as bad as the accusations that yes. are being put. Like, do you know what I mean? 100%. Like, whether you think you're doing it in good stead or not, you're doing the exact same thing. Yep. Uh, regardless exactly. of how you feel. So yeah. Um that's not the goal. No. And I think I think um <laughs> besides uh besides a certain mammal trapper, I think uh most of our <laughs> listeners are uh or all of our listeners are pretty pretty well behaved and uh understand the implications of things. So mm-hmm. uh we appreciate you all for listening to this. I know it's we don't usually get this heated or serious. You know, um, in the segments, but I think uh, this appropriate time and place for everything, and mm-hmm. this was the time and place for that. Um, that being said, 
Uh, that probably does it for us. I know we're probably not ending on the best of notes, but we got to look forward to Anacor eating something spicy next week. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to Sacramento, go say hi to me. I will be, I will be casting. But um, And shout out to Axon, who's going to win it all. And if not, shout out to my teammate, Roberto, who will hopefully win it all instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, a quick plug. Yes. Um, and actually, <laughs> as of recording, nothing's out yet. Yeah, But um, once, once the recording's out, uh, things will be up. So for those of you who are maybe based in APAC, yeah. Or maybe you are, um, you have like some ties to APAC. Maybe you're like, you know, I don't know, from Indonesia, studying abroad, whatever. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, we are starting a um, an APAC Championship Series, Asia Asia Pacific Championships, right? Um, and it's a project that I've been working on for like a while. Um, and basically what we've done is we've got together um, tournament organizers from a lot of the different APAC nations. Um, and the goal is to create like a tournament league system where, you know, each nation has their own league. Uh, players are playing in show six OGL, um, you know, throughout the season. And then at the end of the season, the top four players um, in each league will then go on to play like an Asian championship live tournament, right? So, you know, we've got um, Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, um, general APAC category for the countries that, you know, couldn't really muster up enough players to hold their own leagues. Mm -hmm. uh, Oceania, um, India, Pakistan, uh, and Indonesia. So if any of you viewers are um you know from these regions and you think that this is interesting you want to get involved you haven't heard of it yet um visit apc underscore pogo on x or twitter whatever um and all the information will be there in it so i'm hoping this will be so the whole reason i made this is because i'm hoping this will be a way that the asian community can kind of uh one have more consistent grassroots um, it's previously been a bit difficult due to Silk not, you know, necessarily being available in their language or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but also to have um, better uh, community ties within the general Asian community, right? Um, you know, the European community is pretty um, integrated and, you know, quite uh, intertwined. And I guess, you know, the same for like LATAM and na but in asia there's not really that same level of uh, integration and um you know i'm hoping with something like this where you know you're playing with all your like nations people throughout the season you're watching all the other leagues as well just to see who's potentially gonna you know be facing off in the championship tournament and then at the end of each season you know there'll be a championship tournament of all the best players from each country so you should stream uh, i think it's gonna be really exciting they like just save the recordings and stream it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna hopefully stream it. So like the first, um, you should uh, currently the you setup, should be the shoutcaster too. Maybe, I but I want to be actually in the tournament. So, oh, know. okay. Wait, I, what, I'm gonna what, be what competing in the Australian for? league. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you already have your own like 
TPCI what? tournaments and stuff. What you what y'all need a double dip for? <laughs> what? No, no. You're also not even from Australia. You're from London. Hey, hey, I told you. That's I like saying like, yo, there, I want to like... play for Team China, right? You can. Is there a Team you China? You can. No, no, no. So it's it, like you're not playing on the team, but you'd pl be playing in like the, the region. Because I'm considering. Um, because I know that they oh, don't oh, have this China. Is, this is what this is. This is solo tournaments. Like yeah, this is solo. This is solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you'd be playing in the league. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, if you end high enough, then you um, you play in like the championship tournament. I don't want to speak Chinese very um, well, though. So be a bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? You could, isn't it? You know, like uh, if you like if you have that kind of link then uh, I encourage people. Because, again, like, for example, BJ is going to be playing, um, it, like, representing Thailand in the, yeah. the APAC one. Um, and obviously, he's living out in, like... Well, yeah, but he's actually there. a student here. Like, he actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean, isn't it? You know, so he's, like, you know, he's obviously... Got I don't know. Stuff. You playing for Australia League is kind of... Bro, what? What's... I'm living there. I mean, yeah. I got a whole so. flat to go back to. You know? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, like, well, well, I'm you're probably paying taxes or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, you know, okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, I give it to you. I give it to you. Yeah, but I'm probably excited because, like, so the current um, format is going to be um, next week. We'll be starting the Swiss preseason. Okay. Um, and that's just going to be one large Swiss tournament for each nation to decide um, tiering for the actual season. And then when the first season starts. Um, there'll be divisions in each um, in each uh, nation um, where it's like the top 20 people are in division one, then the next 20 people are in division two um, and like so on, so on, depending on how many players you have. So I know that Japan actually have over 120 people who are competing in the Swiss. Oh, so they're going to have at least four huge. divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I imagine India will probably have like quite a bit as well. I expected yeah. them two countries to have like the most. Yeah, but that's awesome that the word got out and they actually signed because it's just like a whole new format that yeah. you're just like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. The thing is, is I haven't done the best in terms of like uh, this week. Hopefully, you guys should probably see a lot more of the you know like promotions and stuff. Um, but I haven't done the best in terms of like sorting out the promotions because we were just trying to organize the whole thing initially. Mm. Um, but definitely once season one starts, uh, everyone will know about it. And then the end of season one is going to be, so it goes by GBL season. So the end of season one is going to be um, mid-February. And that will be when the first Champions Tournament will be. So Steve has said that he's going to help out with uh, putting on a stream. So hopefully this should be exciting. And honestly, you know what another thing is, right? Is if we get a factions format back by then, which is like as, you know, widespread as, as original factions was, yeah? Then you're going to want to watch this championship tournament, yeah? If you want to pick up some new players, because <laughs> there might be some, there might be some low-key, you know, names there you never heard of. Uh, yeah, that's true. Free There's market, a... you know what I mean? There's a lot of people picking up people. That's what I noticed. Yeah, man. Especially yeah. Uh, that Infinity team. Yeah, bruv. They just so, announced. Uh, they got, who like, was a it? Whole, human like, Catcher Bug? Oh. Well, yeah, Human Catcher Bug, Tauntaun, Batus. Yeah, Tauntaun. Doombug. Uh, Jay Naldo. Naldo. Okay. Yeah. No hate on them, stuff. but I think. Uh, I don't think that team's going to perform as well as you think. Because you don't think so. Uh, I think talent alone is not enough. You think they need synergy? 
you need synergy. You need a cult, a good culture. You you know, good examples of this: yeah. NEB, and uh, I guess you could say Elite TMs, but they're they're actually. I'm not I'm not saying they're like way better than NEB, but they have a lot of like very talented, really good players. But yeah. I mean, yeah, Chicago Stars, Chicago Stars, and NEB right. are great examples. Mm-hmm. Not full of people that are like worlds qualify, blah blah blah, all this stuff, right? Because because they did pick up some like pretty big like heavy hitters like mm-hmm. like Tylap and Shady Equation, but but you know none none like the like always on the leaderboards or number one GBL all the time, blah blah blah, right? But they they synergize and play super well because they all have yeah. a common goal, and this is something I noticed when I'm playing for that Brazilian team, like. You know, I'm glad that I had the opportunity. I'm great to play with them. But, like, I don't speak their language. Like, we don't really banter. I don't – and, like, I'm not as invested, right? But right, with, the, with yeah. my cool cats, like, I'm prepping all the time, right? I'm running different ideas, doing all these scrims. For them, I was like, I'm coming with – I came with the team on the plane today, right? Like, literally yeah. in the middle of plane, I'm, like, like team building, screenshotting, <laughs> sending it over, right? Because I need to send it today. <laughs> and, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just, like, like they pick me up for my talent. But, mm-hmm. but talent alone is not enough in a team format, in my opinion. Because you don't have you, you have to you have to play for the team and for your teammates. You you shouldn't be playing for yourself, right? That's what the solo stuff yeah. is. And when you play for others, that's when you end up and you have that pressure to want to perform like that. That, in my opinion, is what makes certain teams better than others, despite the fact that they might not have the talent, the raw talent. And I think Infinity, this Infinity team has the raw talent. We'll see if they build the culture or not. But I think they've got a, and that's a, like, that's another reason why I'm also very hesitant about picking up anyone that's been on multiple teams, because because right. for me, because there's a reason they've been booked. Yeah, for me, they're they're not the kind of person to buy into a team culture and be loyal, right? And mm-hmm. loyalty means a lot to me personally. Mm-hmm. And I think I think loyal, like I don't mind if you're not the best player in the world. We could work with that. We could help you to optimize. We could help you with accounts. Right, like again, some of these players they just started a few months ago and they're so good, right? The skill mm. and talent itself is not that important to me. It's about your willingness to improve and your willingness to be a part of the team and that team culture. Uh, so we we turned down plenty of people that uh, I'll give an example to. This. I I don't I don't have any qualms with this. There's nothing about bad about him, but um, but Doombuck asked to be on Coolcast once a time, mm. once upon a time. It was after he was a world champion, and everything too, right for Sylph, wow. and I was like. Sorry, I mean we're full, but also like he he wouldn't have fit with our team culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think that's very for true. three other teams after that. <laughs> so yeah. three different teams. So yeah. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have been his last team he was playing for anyway. So he probably would have yeah. moved on anyway. So it's probably the right call. Yeah, that is true. I think it'd be interesting because the thing is, is they've uh, they've started the base on like half Spanish players, half Italian players. Um, and obviously, Varney and C. Leo um, have been like, you know, playing together for so long. So yeah. I think they that definitely. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's like, that's that's you know, a good base. Yeah. They try to pick it's up our teammate Auburn. <laughs> yeah. 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 I heard, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Yeah. Team culture. Loyalty. Team culture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the four additional players will be interesting to see, right? So, like, they have that base. And then it's like, Okay, will you know human catch a bug? Who honestly, I thought he'd go to Snowbird Tappers. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? Yeah, I thought that would be the most obvious. You know, they're all like from Scandinavia. Um, human catcher from the UK. No, no, no. He oh. he won a tournament. 
Oh yeah, but I thought he was just from. I thought he was from the UK. I didn't realize that. Oh no, no, he's like I think he's Danish. Oh okay, okay. So like I thought he'd go to Snowbatappers, didn't he? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Tonton has actually been with Lemanja more for ever. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they weren't doing as well, you know, he was like you know one of their you know top players, and you know got them all the way up into Emerald. So they must have sold him on this team. Yeah, I, I can't lie that. Honestly, uh, looking at that move, I was like, yo, that's kind of wild. And even like to uh, arguably JW Naldo, like again, the Brazilian teams tend to be very uh, yeah, like close knit, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know, like Blazing Birds. Mm-hmm. Um, that was his you know, team. I, I don't know too much about them, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was the team he was on. But uh, they seem to be like very close knit. So uh, I found that interesting. Um, so those are actually, funnily enough, so like two players who have shown loyalty to their team previously one who's hopped around and one who's never played for a team before so it'd be interesting to see uh see how they fare. Uh, yeah we don't have any big team formats at the moment to put that to the test but hopefully soon hopefully soon uh, i know uh i've got faith in like uh varney and adelian that they're they're doing some cooking in the right direction so okay uh, hopefully soon. Okay. I hope. Let's see. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us. This was a long mm-hmm. one, but you all like the long ones. This mm-hmm. one went, was all over the place. Yeah, I'm late for yoga. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to have to get the later yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, uh, I guess you won't be climbing as much low today now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you all for joining. Uh, as always, and you know, by the time this episode comes out, there might be things that have changed since. Of course, we're only commentating on stuff that commenting on stuff that's happened like early Tuesday morning slash late Monday night. So I don't know. Maybe maybe a bunch of people sent out apologies before this happened, and everything I said was just completely useless. <laughs> and I hope that's the case. I sincerely hope that's the case. I really do. But anyway. Uh, that's it for us. So catch you all next week. See you at Sacramento if you can. There's also Concordor, or I should say Timber Community Day this upcoming yeah. Sunday. Triple Dust. You know, I want to see. Team. You know, we're not doing a Stardust contest, but I want to see how much dust you have before and after. Take a screenshot. Nah, bro. I just you know what see. the thing is? Yeah, tonight is flipping Shroomish night. Yeah, and uh, I was like, oh, maybe I could. Yeah, yeah, you should play Shroomish. Five hundred dust. Also, I've got dinner tonight, which is why we're recording in the morning. It's an hour. Um, what you, I what know, you plans? It's at six. Huh? When's your dinner plans? I'm not actually sure. Just it to seven, seven fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Okay, but, but you, try. you're definitely playing Timber Community on Sunday, right? There's no way you're not. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sometimes, do you know what the thing is, bro? It's like, okay, look, if I've got a good rank, yeah. Okay, look, I'm on seven million dust right now. Seven I'm million? On seven, I'm on seven million dust. Yeah. Personally, that's good. That's good enough. What if they have Ultra League or Master League and play Pokemon one day? I'm screwed. Yeah. See, you have so, to prepare for the future. Yeah. You think I don't have so XLs for almost everything? I'm still trading stuff just in case yeah, for the future. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. For the, the Shadow variants, right? For stuff. Yeah. 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 Shadow Glare and Selfish comes out, you're going to need a whole 360 XL candy for that. Yeah. Shadow, you know, Stumpus comes out XLs another 360 XL candy yeah. for that, right? For Ultra League, XLs, I'm fine. XLs, I'm fine. 
but yeah. There's no way XL is fine. I'm not even fine at XL. So on Timber, how much Timber XL do you have? Okay, well, maybe not Timber XL. But that's still community that's coming up. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all fucking Gucci XLs here. (laughs) I'll get some Timber XLs. Yeah, I'm just, I'm Um, I'm looking out for you, Anacor. You know, people I need to say like, you know, I, I, I roast my co-hosts a lot. I make fun of too much. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually looking out for you all. You know, we make these bets because have you ever been this motivated to hit Legend or the GBL leaderboard before? Now, I don't think so. And now I'm holding you accountable. Yeah, you know, have I, you ever grinded so much for Stardust in your life before this? I don't think so. Nah, Somehow you still didn't get any Stardust. <laughs> you know what? No, That's no, a whole different story. One time, yeah. One time. <laughs> one time. It, was time. Last, it was the last. It was the last. You had a lot of these. One yeah. time. No, two times. Two times. Two times. Two, two times, times yeah. to grind it hard yeah, for yeah. Stardust <laughs> in your life. <laughs> yeah, one was Shroomish Spotlight Hour, like a few years ago. Yeah, it was cold. Yeah. I was out there. I was out on these streets. Yeah, look yeah, at you a few years later. My was freezing. Look I was you a few years later. Me. You're just worried about dinner plans. <laughs> it's not even cold, and you're worried about this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'll keep making bets with you all day long. I'm just saying. Can't wait for the clown fit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all later, right? Peace. All right, so.